Hell yeah. Woo! That's what we got on this show. We got singing fucking gobits to start off the weekend. Hello, hello, and welcome to 
Black Sky Legion number 131, How to Fix Elite Dangerous with special guest down-to-earth astronomy. we got a whole crowd of people here tonight. We've got myself. I'm your host, Kaizen. I'm drinking Pillar of Beasts. It's not normal. Three Floyds. Barley wine style ale brewed with salted oak barrel. I don't know, man. This is a lot of stuff. And I've got a little 6 and 20 Carolina Roja whiskey with me because you need it. Uh, I want to give a huge, huge shout out to that band. They are uh, the... They are called... The Cybertronic Spree, and that was the Ballroom Blitz. Support this awesome band. Sub subscribe to their YouTube, which the link is in the thing, and I'm going to post it here for you. Buy their merch, see them live, all of that fucking shit, because they are awesome and deserve your support. So here is the links to all of the stuff. Go and enjoy. Uh, we have with us tonight, let's go around the horn and get everybody in. Let's start with... The uh the OG. We got Roy Cookson in the house. Say hello to the beautiful people. Roy. Good Friday evening, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Hell yeah. Hope you're doing well. What you drinking tonight, Roy? I'm starting out with some bubbly sparkling water, but I have beside me uh, a nice bottle of Maestro Double Diamante. I might tear into a bit later. Oh, that sounds very fucking fancy. You're a very fancy man. We got it's tequila. <laughs> yeah, we got Commander Wolf Dragon in the house. What you drinking and how you doing, Wolf? Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us this fine Friday evening. I have some plans early tomorrow, so I'm taking it easy tonight. I have a, currently, Black Forest Cellar Select from Aleworks Brewing Company. And if you look that up and you question how in the hell is taking it easy with a 9.5% ABB beer, well... You've not been paying attention. Oh hell yeah, we live off of uh, uh, f uh, off of dragon's milk in these parts. That's like fourteen percent. Hell yeah. yeah, Wolf is quiet. Let me turn Wolf up. I apologize. We didn't do sound checks because I was literally oh, inputting shit till the very last second. Let me check Roy's levels. Roy, say something. Hello, hello. One, two, three. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, and we have also in the house. From Loose Screws, we got Commander Chig, he of fucking uh, CQC Elite. Say hello to the beautiful people, Chig. Hello, beautiful people. What you drinking tonight? I'm drinking beer. All if, right. If, if if you need to know what kind of beer, you're a bit judgy for me, and you can back off. That's all wow. I gotta say. Wow. Wow. <laughs> he's drinking. <laughs> he's drinking craft singles, and if you don't like it, fuck you. <laughs> All right. Amen, brother. All right. We also have Astro, down to earth astronomy in the house. Astro, I Dude. know, I heard you and I know you. I heard you pouring your big bottle of water earlier. Yeah. Uh, tell the beautiful Sign people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, signature, signature drink that I always drink during live streams. Some people mm. claim it's vodka, some people claim it's gin. Mm -hmm. Nobody really knows. Nobody I've been knows. For years. No I've been claiming for years that it's just water, but. Uh, I'll let you be the just of that after three hours. So, <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. And we also have Elix of the Star Citizen Research Group on the Black of the Black Sky Legion. Say hello to the beautiful people, Elix, and tell them what you're drinking tonight. Hello, beautiful people. Tonight I got me a nice little glass of Yoichi Single Malt distilled 
authentically in Hokkaido, Japan. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's very cool. That's very cool. And we have Tweak. Se- we have Tweak seventy four in the house. Say hello to the beautiful t- people, Tweak, and tell them what you're drinking. Hello, everybody. Friday night again. We are going to have a good time tonight. Lots of fun, fun things to talk about. Tonight, I uh, I got home a little late, so no coffee for me, at least not yet. So I just have a vanilla Coke with a little bit of 6 and 20 next to it. But uh, the coffee will be on its way pretty soon, probably. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And saying a big suaste from beautiful downtown Phnom Penh in Cambodia, we got the Suvster. Say hello to the beautiful people, Souverine. Tell them what you're drinking at fucking buttfuck in the morning o'clock. Hello. Uh, I don't have anywhere near as much energy or enthusiasm as all of these humans. Uh, I'm drinking coffee because it is 7 a.m. 7 <laughs> in the morning. It's tomorrow. I'm in the future. Hi. Yes, I tried. I was explaining that to the cast earlier, and they were like, uh, nope, the world is flat. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so- sounds like a perfect time for a uh, Bloody Mary or something like that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get this shit kicked off. Today, we got a lot of stuff for you, so we're getting right into it. NASA just released, uh, Goddard Station just released a, uh, a, a what the black hole sounds like. They they recorded and did some kind of info, whatever, of like transmitting the X-ray signals from a black hole in the Pegasus galaxy, uh, and w- we're going to show you what it sounds like. Fucking freaky. To me, it sounds like the Sardaukar are coming. We got Fly Dangerous news. It's coming to Steam soon, TM. Space Force Season 2 is on Netflix now. We're going to show you a little teaser trailer on it, and you can go watch it as soon as the show's done. Please don't don't stop the show. Wait, wait, just wait, just wait. We got the teaser trailer and info on the upcoming XGR Stanton Cup, the hottest new race in the verse. Ah, we covered the Elite Dangerous Make or Break live stream, Star Citizen 317 coverage, and a very serious roundtable discussion with the truth about how Elite can be saved. All this and more, so stay tuned. Fuck playing the trailer bullshit. Like, subscribe, do whatever. Or don't. Who cares? Whatever. All right. Let's hop into it. Right away, we've got NASA with a black hole, courtesy of NASA Goddard. Check this shit out. So that's some freaky shit. What it means, who knows? But it's cool as all hell, and NASA just dropped that shit today. So I wanted to share it with you. Is that? I can tell you exactly what it means. Go ahead. It means stay the fuck away from that thing. It's gonna kill your ass. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I think that's the name. That's the the noise a Thargoid makes when it's aroused. Yeah. I I have two comments on that. Sounds freaking creepy as hell, and but. I don't know. It sounds like something FDev sound team might have come up with. That is that is some cool sounding shit right it's, there. But that's mm. real. That was from NASA Goddard Station. That's not from fucking Netflix. I just think that's so cool. 
That's it. I just think it's cool. I wanted to, I just needed to shoehorn that in, even though I had no time and was prepping until like even during the fucking opening song. All right. The next bit of news we got is Fly Dangerous is coming to Steam on May 20th. Here's the trailer. Check this shit out. That's my girl, Juki Bomb, getting it done. Holy shit. So for those of you who might not know, who might be like, wait, what? What's going on here? Uh, well, I clicked New World. I meant to click Nomansky. Sorry. Here we go. Video's fixed. Um, Juki Bomb is a private developer who basically had a dream, which is I'm going to, like, when, when Elite said, hey, we're going to remove Pamesh, we're going to get rid of the ridges, whatever. A lot of the Hooning community, a lot of the Newton Gambits people, a lot of all that. Um, <clears throat> a lot of those guys were like, ah, oh, we want to save it somehow. And she started as a private thing, this project, to basically kind of have something that's very much like the Elite Dangerous flight model. It is not the Elite Dangerous flight model, in case you motherfuckers are litigious. But, you know, similar. And slightly better in some ways. Along with crazy ridges like Pamesh, but better. That was the initial of it. It is now on to Alpha 7, where in which they've added like different rings so you can race with people it's multiplayer you can change the weather you can change backgrounds you can do all kinds of all kinds of shit with it okay this is she's had it on github for forever and on what is gio or something whatever the point is that as of May 20th, so in a couple of weeks, you can go right now onto Steam and wishlist this shit. You can get it, like, boop, save it. On May 20th, it will be on Steam for free, forever. This is a fan-made project as long as the development goes. I linked in the show notes and in the, the chat live for both uh, uh, Twitch and, and Steam, Twitch and YouTube, uh, both the trailer for that and also the actual page along with the blog. Yuki Bomb is just fucking amazing. She sits there and drinks massive glasses of wine and is like, yeah, I was trying to do this thing. I fucked up. It took longer than I thought, but I made this other thing. I, I, I'm, I'm madly in love with Yuki Bomb. She is a fucking amazing person. And I'm madly in love with Sanderson, Sanderling, God damn it. Uh, who is, you know, he of the old school elite dangerous hooning community uh, and Newton Gambit community who is one of like the main tester guys in giving feedback and working with her. You can join 
on this Discord, Black Sky Legion, you can join and look down under other games. We have a channel that is uh, the Fly Dangerous channel. Fly Dangerous has its own Discord. If you go to the, the page that I linked with the stuff, you can get in on it, give feedback, you can talk to her. Yes, it is 100% free, and it will always be 100% free. This shit isn't about money. This is a community movement thing of cool fucking people who want to fly spaceships and do neat shit. Go get it on Steam for free. Go do all of the things. Um, guys, hop in on this. Go ahead. Should add real quick that it has full VR support as well. Full. Support your HOTAS, full VR support. It's amazing. I have it. I've played it. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, I've tried it too. It's really sweet. It is exactly the same, except for technically legally distinct from the Elite Dangerous flight model and setup in case anybody wants to fucking sue. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And it is amazeballs. And unlike some developers, you can go onto the Fly Dangerous Discord and be like, hey man, this is fucking awesome. I love it. I wish you had this. And Yuki will go... Ooh, that's fucking cool. Let me see how long that'll take. And a week later, there's a new thing in the game. That's fucking awesome. Yuki Bomb in the comms. I see her saying hola in the live chat. Yuki, from all of us, we're, we we madly love you and love what you're doing and love the, the spirit of saying, fuck the money. Uh, the community's going to do something for the community. So we love you, Yuki. Anybody else got anything on this? Nobody I think can take the hooning away from you. I, I think one thing to point out that's very important is is I'm pretty sure Yuki's never done this before. And it's amazeballs. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Big, big, big shout out. Astro, what you got on this one? I mean, I love seeing community projects like this. And um, yeah, this this is very, very clearly a passion project, and uh, that's always so so cool to see um, when people are so passionate about spaceships. Because hell yeah, I know the I know the feeling. Hell yeah, we got to see soon. We got to see you and Dunkel racing each other through rings and shit. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, let's see what else we got out there. We have ooh, Space Force season two dropped on Netflix already. Here's the trailer. Check this silly shit out. General Naird, it's been suggested that you are unstable, incompetent, fragile, eccentric, indecisive, and potentially treasonous. When you point a finger, you have three fingers pointed back at you, and your thumb stands erect, pointed towards the sky. I would like to hear a Space Force spirit on three. One, two, three. Space, Space Force, Force spirit. spirit. Ah. You will have five months to prove yourself, or POTUS will install alternative command. Oh. Watch it closely and see if if it shows. Ah! Jesus! <laughs> Got you, bitches! Space Force isn't going anywhere. Uh, we are back in the game. Oh my God! What's going on with us? This is now. Oh, I'm really? gonna blow this interview. No, you won't. What have you done for you? Showtime, baby. Woo! Give me a hit of that jive, Parsley. Are you sure? Yeah. Hit me.
Whatever happens on the moon stays on the moon. We came here to make a deal, General. Brad, you magnificent bastard. Thank you, sir. Cucumbers. Hello, Captain Lancaster. How are you? You know, I miss, I miss Earth and uh, my family and food and uh, standing up and gravity and, you know, apparently my heart has shrunken a little bit. Hey, how are my, how are my New York Jets doing? You have to tell me. Jets? Oh. Anybody got anything on this one real quick? I've watched it and it is pee your pants hilarious. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I'm I'm like I got like one episode left. Uh uh it's good. It's, it's so far it's fucking it's just everything is great. I I I I love it 100%. All right. Let's get to the meat of the night. We got some shit to talk about. Right off the bat, let's get on to Elite Dangerous. Whew. All right, here we go. Uh, Elite Dangerous had a make or break stream this week. I think that's – would everybody agree that's fairly fair comment? Make yeah. or, fair. It was make or break. It was pretty yeah. built up. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm just going to cover this as quickly and dispassionately as possible. Um, there were three key statements that were made or announcements or, or, or subjects of the thing, and the rest of it was – Standard fluff bullshit. The first thing is the live streams that were twice a week for years and then got moved to once a week or, yeah, once a week and then disappeared for eight months and then came back with whatever for once a week after doing seven of them. They've decided that now, in order to serve you better, they're going to do them once Every two weeks. I'll be honest with you. I can see why some people would be disappointed. I find this to be of little consequence because they don't say shit in them anyways. And if you don't say shit, I don't... I'd prefer you do them once a month if you're not going to say anything. If you're going to say stuff, then for sure do them once a week. Give me three times a day. But uh, I'm okay with it if you're not going to say shit then waste less of my time the only people that are hurt by this are those people that are super excited for those sweet sweet twitch drops which i could not give any less fucks about uh item number two on the agenda was the console transfer scheme that everybody's sort of been waiting on like is it going to happen is it not going to happen i gotta be honest with you i was very very pleasantly surprised um, I feel like the, the sort of news, the, 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 like, how do I say this the right way? If it happens, right? The way, I, they laid, the way they laid it out. Yes. If it happens, wow, that's awesome. Um, they, I, they did couch it, the whole thing with a lot of we're trying to, we'd like to, we're hoping to. Uh, but then 
other parts of it they said very emphatically, which like leads you to think like, hey, I, I think that there's a good chance that this is going to happen. The, the, the one caveat that I would have onto this is I'll believe it when I see it. And the reason why I say that is because, number one, the reason why this whole scheme exists, uh, who's uh, broadcasting in the background? I'm hearing somebody feedback, whatever. Um, the, the whole reason why this scheme exists is that they said they were going to do Odyssey on consoles and then they didn't. And now this is the scheme to sort of fix that. And the other thing that gives me a little pause, and I'm just going to say it, is that um, they preface this, ARF specifically, prefaced this whole conversation with a flat-out, demonstrably false statement. Now, I'm not going to say that it's a lie, but I am going to say that it was untrue. And without assessing any intent it could be that he's just talking out his ass saying stuff he doesn't understand uh which is not a great look when you're the paid spokesperson for the company whose job it is to actually relay information but here's what he said he said hey the reason why this is taking a long time you have to understand this is really really hard we are having our devs pull information that are on many different platforms, many different sources. Some of it's on our our servers. Some of it's out in the cloud. Some of it's in your PC, which let's put aside for a moment the fact that he's talking to console commanders, so they don't have a PC, they have a console. But let's just assume he meant console and just misspoke, no problem. That's just bullshit. I guarantee that your money, your achievements, your fucking uh, um, assets, your modules, your ships, your, your, your all of that is saved on their servers. And here's why I guarantee it. Because no MMO, even Frontier, nobody would be stupid enough to put our asset data on our computer. Because they know that it would take us all of about five fucking minutes to edit that. And all of a sudden, I have all of the things. I have 80 trillion credits. I have 9,000 modules. I have everything elite. I have 17 fleet carriers. Like, you cannot... Wolf, you're broadcasting a little. You cannot allow for access of information to be saved on our computers that just no mmo ever does that now you might be thinking kai you're probably full of shit i bet he didn't say that and you know what you could be right except for please understand that some of this data is not always held on just our servers it's held on different platforms some of it's held locally in your own pcs so retrieval of that data is what they've been investigating and trying to get across and trying to trying to move it so yeah that's him a paid spokesperson for the company looking into a camera that he knows is recording and transmitting and just saying something that's incredibly stupid to the entire community it could be he's a liar it could be he's just not that good at his job either way to tell 
a just demonstrably false statement at the beginning of this makes me a little nervous about the stuff that comes after that. I, I, I don't know. Now, maybe I'm being entirely super uncharitable and a dick and whatever. So I'm going to open this up to the, to the entire panel. Please share your thoughts. And I'm asking you to disagree with me if you can find any way to. Please, I'm begging you. I can find a way to. Go for I it. I think I can, I can too. Go for it. <laughs> this, this, this portion applies directly to me. I am a console player with 5,000 hours on my Xbox, dying for a transfer to get all that progress on the PC. I think what you just described there is more ARF being a used car salesman that doesn't understand how things actually work than 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 being a preface for this whole thing not working no to me okay go ahead nope i was gonna say to me the the way they laid out what they could and could not transfer tells me they are 90 percent of the way through this they're a long ways into it to know that they can transfer the engineering progress your inventory all of this all your ships all of your money all of that kind of stuff and that they can't transfer the fleet carriers and the arcs and all that. So they know all that kind of stuff. They have gone a long ways into this. Let me let me be clear. Out of that. Let me be clear and say I agree with you, uh, Tweaked. I think they'll probably do it. And I also do not think that this was a nefarious plot to screw us over and lie to us. I, I just think... That when you have a paid spokesperson whose only job it is to relay information from a corporation to their customer base, maybe that guy should have both the willingness and importantly, just as importantly, the capability to talk to them without saying shit that's just demonstrably wrong. I agree. I agree. And I can say that on Xbox, when I log into Elite Dangerous, it loads the game and it sits me at the menu. It's not until I connect to the Frontier servers that I get my commander information. So, Astro, Astro, you had a thing that was maybe maybe could set me right. Go for it. So there are some information that are stored locally. For instance, the list of visited systems is stored locally on your own machine. At least on PC. I don't know how that works on console. But if it you ever would have to be in the cloud. Is that a yeah, thing? Like Yeah, so yeah, so whenever whenever you if you have to migrate over to a, to another computer and you have to use the filter um, the map filter for visited systems, there's a file just like your your bindings files that you have to transfer over if you want that to come with you. Because for some reason, I don't know why, um, but but for some reason, visited systems are not stored on frontier servers, but are stored locally. So, um, do you are, think you, are you talking what... the journal files or a separate discrete file? Because I I know that the journal files get stored on PC. Um, maybe there's something else that gets stored on console that you know the user just can't see. I mean, they're pretty locked down. I'm not a hundred percent sure exactly which which files it is. I've it's been so long since I've done a, a transfer, and I usually don't really bother with my visitor system list, so I just discard it. Um, 
think it would have to be a separate file because to parse all those journals in real time, yeah, it would take quickly forever, enough. Right? Wouldn't work. I, I I recall that there there is like one file that has your visited systems, and I don't think it's it's it's. I mean, it's a clear text file, so in in theory, you could go in and say, "Ta-da! Yeah, I visited all systems in Elite." Can I ask but, you? Is but, that that, a, but that's just your map filter. So what? Yeah, it doesn't advantage is, you in any way. Is yeah, that, exactly. Is that a thing that they're saying they're going to transfer over? They have not mentioned it at all. Okay. Neither on neither on the stuff they can nor the stuff that they cannot transfer. So there is a theoretically possible chance that, that one of your map filters may or may not be transferred. That's the only thing that I've been I've been thinking about it since. Uh, the last that's the only thing I could come up with that could that I can see could be stored um uh could be stored locally. But it could also be that um like the servers obviously the servers that the consoles are running on are not the same as the PCs are running on. So it could be that that the consoles is kind of a hybrid thing where some of the console information is stored on their own servers and some is stored in the cloud. It could be a whole network of servers. I don't know how they are how they are set up, but yeah. Okay. All right. So that was the second issue, which is server transfers. Let me ask you guys as a broader statement with regard to server transfers. I'll say this. I was very pleasantly surprised. I thought they were going to say one of two things. Either we're very sorry to announce that we can't do it, or we're looking into it, and we're very excited to tell you information when we have it. The fact that they came with something that sounded so very positive, I was surprised. I thought this was the big plus of the stream. I thought, Absolutely. honestly, this was the only piece of good news I found in this stream. And I was like, holy shit, they sound fairly confident they're going to do it. I feel like Arf sounds confident of lots of shit, and he's just saying shit out loud like a used car salesman but if they do this thing i think it's awesome what do you guys think i i uh, agree with tweet in that they actually said something that had even a modicum of information to go with it which is very very atypical and i wish they would keep that up oh yeah to sh demonstrate that they actually are working on it because, you know, we, we know everything they get. Like, they, they're going to get a script. They're going to get bullet points. They're going to get whatever to talk about. Because we, we know they're hamstrung. But the fact that there's something to go with it actually shows promise. And I really, really do hope that this means that, you know, they, they're getting the fine details ironed out. And our console commanders can make the copy. Because it's not really a, a transfer or a switch. But make the copy. And come join us in playing Odyssey content. Roy, what do you think? Well, in addition to it being, I think, awesome news, there's a financial incentive for them to do it, and there's a financial incentive for them to mention the details this month. Um, having more players buy Odyssey stuff with ARCs is a great thing to put in a financial report. Oh, yeah, because this month is the end of their financial year. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's an excellent point, Roy. Yes, be happy now. We may cancel this in a month. But for now, be happy and spend money for our end-of-year financials, which ends in May. 
Uh, I, would, I would argue that that the uh, the announcement that they're going from uh, weekly to uh, to bi-weekly um, of or fortnight was that what it's called? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. every other week thing is a positive thing as well because the, the live streams has been a little thin on uh, on information. Wow. So I would I would rather I would rather have fewer live streams with more condensed than have it s- spread out. I mean the only thing that that is a bit of a I can see is a bit of a weird thing is the uh, is the Twitch drops, which uh, nope, which that's I not a weird a- thing. That's not a weird thing because they actually addressed that Astro. They said that basically right. they cut all of the Twitch drop time in half to reference the fact that they're only going to be doing half as many streams. So the thing ah, that used to take enough. two hours now takes one hour. Fair enough. Problem solved. Yeah. Uh, Chig, I know you got feels. There's there's a handful with this uh coming into the stream you know was was nervous for the first time i streamed forever because i don't care i'm just playing a video game what do i care but really felt like you know the game that i love was like teetering on the brink so it did feel like make or break i think is the way you put it a few minutes ago so Mm -hmm. so they come out and I, i couldn't be happier with the the route they're going with the copying commander letting our console brothers join us brothers and sisters let's just be clear mm-hmm. um join us on join us on on pc and all of that um the whole data thing i don't know enough about where data is stored and whatnot and what you know my, microsoft or sony might have proprietary or what little bits might be on individual systems so i i can understand there might have been some complications but Saying that, I'm I'm just massively annoyed at the way Frontier does things at times. Because if at the time they canceled console, they would have said exactly what they said in this stream. Yeah. People would have been pissed, but it wouldn't have been the end of the world. In the same way, you know, then they made the same mistake a week ago. They cancel their stream, you know, Thursday morning, right before it's supposed to go on, or afternoon if you're, you know, you're British. In, you know, medieval land, whatever's across the ocean over there. Um, if you're over there, you know, if they would have said, well, we're canceling today's stream, blah, 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 and went, but, and they did the tweet they did the very next day, people would have been dancing the streets knowing that news was coming. Mm. They, they need to really learn how to do that. Give yeah. bad news, follow it with good news, and then people are happy. They just love to just piss us off then give some news, and then when something like this happens, everybody's relieved and super happy, but Jesus Christ, they could have done this back then, because the only thing that I'm annoyed about with this is they've taken, I don't know, how many weeks since they canceled console to come mm-hmm. out about with... seven. Okay, about seven weeks to come out with a solution that says, well, this is what we're going to do, which they should have had prepared before they canceled console. Yep. And they come yeah. out and they say... We still don't know when it's going to happen. Yes. Yep. So, Completely you know, agree. that Completely that's agree. where I'm annoyed. But as good overall, as it was released. I feel so much better if there was a date. Yep. So, it's a really good point. Um, I, I yeah, I think the uh, I I can't really add to that. It's a, it's a really good point. I think it's a ve- I think it's very generous of Frontier to give out free um uh PC Horizons. copies of the game mm-hmm. to um uh to the console players. They, they're not obliged to do that. And a lot of the console players have thousands of hours logged already. Um, I think that they, it is, it was handled shockingly ineptly, um, but that shouldn't surprise anybody. Um, the, 
announcing that you're going to cease development on a platform and then gauging the response before you seven <coughs> weeks later uh come up with a come up with a the right solution is is it's just mental it's not frontier is not even a it's not even that huge a company if it was some if it was some multinational like monolithic behemoth that had thousands of employees and everything had to go through loads and loads of layers of bureaucracy across continents then it would be slightly different but frontier is that there's still all there's no reason for things to happen this slowly or to be this poorly thought through i um, think and i i think i i think oh. i said last week that i um that i uh i don't really think that i, I can't remember whether it was on air or not but i, th I think i made the comment that i I'm, i've not really felt that frontier takes seriously running an online game um in loads of ways you know managing botting um managing cheating uh sort of and 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 things like this um i, I just i think this is further evidence that they don't they don't really have the chops when it comes to running a live game and they've never really taken seriously that responsibility i think i would take issue with your use of the phrase shockingly inept i would say it predictably it would be a hundred percent predictably inept <laughs> yeah i guess yeah jig I, I just wanted to bring up, because Suv mentioned it too, is and then a tweaked brought up, it's been seven weeks. We had people in our Discord, you know, who are console players who are very upset by the whole thing, you know, and, and oh my god, I can't believe they're doing this. But, you know, this game does have, you know, a lot of, let's call them older gamers, mature gamers, how's mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. who have some disposable income, retired people, you mm -hmm. know, professionals, stuff like that. So Old they parts. said... They said, screw it, I'm going to buy a PC and I'm going to start working on it. And then they froze transfers. So these people started playing the game on their PC accounts, waiting to find out what their console accounts would do. And they're hoping to merge their accounts and everything else. And some of them who have had thousands of hours in the game because they're you know, experienced this game have basically passed the progress on their PC account already. And they're console account now it's like okay i guess i'll transfer it over and now i'm gonna have two accounts with a lot of progress it was just kind of unfair to those people a little bit that they had this huge delay you know where they wanted to and i understand these people play a lot of video games i mean rick dalton on our server single malt scotty you know we got some guys who who play a lot and but i just i can't even fathom that now they've got to transfer over an account that the only reason they started the other account is because they wanted that account transferred over, and now it's almost pointless. Yep. Elix. Oh. Yeah, so um, I don't have really much to add uh, with everything. You know, everybody's saying everything I would have said, except I, for, for like slight devil's advocate of Arthur, I, I have no idea what was in his head, but... The the whole oh yeah you know so stored in all these places and all that that sounds like somebody who was given a very technical explanation when they're not a very technical person mm -hmm. and then asked for a simplification mm -hmm. and got it and then reworked that simplified explanation into their own words and yeah. is doing their best to communicate what was told to them when they you know they barely understand it in the first place themselves because. So they don't get it but i do i i i'm just gonna wrap this up with i don't have anything to defend the fact that they are the community managers and the official voice of frontier other than like david so yeah 
no defense there. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I get it 100%. I would point out that literally Art said at the beginning of the stream, oh, uh, Bruce has very specific script. I'm not supposed to go off script, uh, whatever. And then he started speaking extemporaneously and I think said something incredibly stupid, which I agree. I don't think is malicious. I don't think that he's trying to fool you. I think he's just an idiot who's not good at his job. But that's my opinion. Yours may be different. Whatever. Um, all right. I want to point out one other thing before we move on to the third part of this, which I think is a huge positive from the whole console transfer issue. And and after I, I point this out, I'm definitely, I welcome any of you guys with input on this. But this is my parting thought on the console transfer issue. This is the one thing from this entire stream that actually gave me some hope that Frontier plans to do fuck all with the game going forward because they're spending money to figure out this transfer process. They're gifting people stuff. They're database fucking manipulating and copying. They're buying well, not buying because it's their own shit, but they're gifting people ARC stuff. If they didn't see a road forward for making some money off of those people, that wouldn't make financial corporate sense. So in a way, this console transfer thing is the one thing that kind of gives me hope for a possible future with Elite. Am I dreaming? Am I an idiot? Am I Pollyanna? Let me know. I think you're dreaming. All right. I Did think the fact that they the fact that they're doing console transfers is evidence that they um uh, um I think the fact that they're doing console transfers is evidence that they want to let people keep playing. It's not necessarily evidence that they're planning on developing the game more. Um Fair. Fair. I'd, I'd actually argue against that a little bit, though. And over the last, I don't know, three to four years of of my playing Elite Dangerous, it's felt like FDev has really ignored the veteran players and have really been reaching for new players more and more and more. I think that continues. So in order to get these players onto Odyssey and keep playing, I think it does benefit financially really and 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 honestly all the console players that do this transfer i can almost i almost bet every one of them is going to go to odyssey because we've been stuck in our cockpits for so long even though odyssey is not perfect it's still better than anything we've played on console so they're gonna get a high take rate for that Shig. fair enough what do you think? You think maybe, maybe there's something to that? The fact that they're laying out this money means they have some thought to recoup? What I say about this game all the time is you underestimate the disposable income of this player base and what people spend on ARCs. And as oh, long yeah. as they can continue to sell ARCs, 
they'll continue to develop the game. And maybe ARC sales haven't been as high as they like, and that's why development moves as slowly as it does. But those of us that like this game, we, we play it because it's there. If they wouldn't have put out Odyssey, I would still be playing this game because I like to play, fly my fucking spaceship, and that's why I play this game, and there's no other game that scratches the itch like this game does. I mean, I've done... You know my deal in this game. I'm a completionist freak, and I'm hex elite and everything else. And I still play this game on a daily basis. And I, I, I'll I'll stick with it. And I have faith that as long as they continue to, you know, <laughs> saying sucker people into buying arcs, but as long as suckers keep buying arcs, they will keep you know pushing the game forward. And I think. Part of the reason we don't get more of a roadmap is they're on, you know, uh, not necessarily month to month, but, you know, fi financial, wait, uh, financial fortnights, you know, every other financial quarter, maybe, you know, every six months they reevaluate and see if they want to keep putting more money in. If they're bringing in enough that it's making a profit, they'll keep pushing forward. If they're not, they won't. And yeah. the best way they can make more money is to get this thing functioning properly. For me, it's stability. It, I, I'm dealing with crashes all the time. It's my biggest problem. Yeah, sidebar, what the fuck is up with Fortnite? You could just say two weeks. Hey, British people, stop adding use to shit. Stop with Fortnite. Stop with fucking hobbits and Nazguls and dragons and join the rest of us in the fucking 21st century. Saying Fortnite is the same number of syllables as saying two weeks. It's two syllables. It's yeah. like somebody saying BRB instead of saying be right back. It's three syllables. Yes, you save time when typing, but not saying. By right, the way, by the way, Fortnite is a shitty game for twelve-year-olds. Prove me wrong. All right. Uh, point. I think the Catholic Church is a bad place for twelve-year-olds. Jesus Christ! What? Why what did you go there? Why did you go there? What the fuck, chick? <laughs> Holy shit, bro! We yeah, dark quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We apologize to Catholics and child molesters everywhere. Go ahead. So, apologize to child molesters. I'm sorry. That can't slide. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Coco. Go, go, go. So, we we all know that that David Braben is very much a, a businessman first uh, before being a visionary at, at this point. Um. You know, looking at their last uh, thing they put out for their their financial updates and whatnot, you know they they probably feel that they've made a lot of the money off of us, the veteran players that they're they're really going to get. So giving giving out a copy for the process of of making things happen to to get more people to play the game how they want them to play it that you know that's that's a write off. Like Chig was saying, when when we as a community are happy and we see a thing on the store that we want, we'll throw money at the store and that's what they're banking on. He's not going to do a damn thing with the game without having some sort of financial prediction, modeling, whatever thing to go off of to justify it as a good business decision. All right. So let's get to point three of the live stream so we can move on with this shit. <clears throat> point three of the live stream was the... Oh, it! I literally just threw up in my mouth a little bit when I started to say the word roadmap. Um, <clears throat> the roadmap for development 
They promised they would give you an update for what is planned for the rest of the year. Boy, did they promise. Uh, So they did. And if I can just sort of paraphrase real quick, I'm going to show you this quote-unquote roadmap here in a second, but it basically looks like some shit somebody scribbled on a napkin five minutes before the stream started and they made a graphic for it. The roadmap amounts to we're going to try to give you story that you were supposed to get back in last May when the game released and we're going to try to make the game work the way it was supposed to work a year ago when you bought it and next year we're going to try to do a, a thing we can't tell you anything about it but, oh, wait, whoops. Oh, uh, I'm on a starf. I'm going to get in so much trouble for saying this, but, oh, damn, the man. I'm going to tell you anyways. I can't tell you anything about it, but it's so cool. Oh, you're going to love it. Oh, boy, you're going to love it. Oh. Something that's never been done oh, in Elite Wait, Dangerous. oh, my God, my manager is putting his hand over my mouth now. It's going to be cool. I can't tell you what it is. Oh, fuck off. That is so tired. God damn it, Arf. Stop with the fucking, I'm going to get in trouble for telling you a thing I'm not supposed to tell you, followed by telling us absolutely nothing. Literally, uh, he's given that exact wording statement over and over, followed by, I can't tell you any details, but oh boy, it's cool. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Okay, number one, no, you're not going to get in trouble for this. Because here's how a corporation works. If you were really going to get in trouble for telling us something, you wouldn't say it. Because then you'd be fired, asshole. And also, if it was something that, like, oh, I'm going to tell you something. And then you followed with giving us some actual information. Then I would still call you a liar because it's clear you were authorized to tell us. But... At least it would be information, so I would forgive your really bad shtick. But you're like a fucking used car salesman in Atlanta in August wearing tweed. You fucking reek. So, that's my take Mm. on the roadmap. I want to bring up a point that might be of sort of relevance to this situation and that is this let me show you the roadmap for 2021 does everybody remember this here on your screen was the roadmap for june 2021 and it basically said many improvements and fixes many improvements many improvements and Everyone in the fucking community was like, what the actual fuck, bro? That is not a roadmap. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, is that something that Kai just rigged up? Is that fake? Is that I don't remember it being that bad. Let me just put in the show notes and live for everybody. There it is. There's the actual Frontier Forums link for the roadmap that said, boy, we're going to make things good. Please to enjoy.
Now, after this roadmap, everyone in the community ripped the living shit out of them to the point where ARF publicly said afterwards, like, oh, that was a huge mistake. David Braben posted, oh, that was a huge mistake. Uh, here on your screen are two word-for-word statements from these, uh, um, let's say, uh, distinguished gentlemen. And those say, um, let's see here. We are aware that oh Jesus Christ I need to I need to actually make this bigger because this is super super fucking small. Hold on one second. I'm looking on it through the OBS thing and it's vanishingly small. Um it says and I quote wait for the fucking idiot to pull it up. Here we go. It says, we're aware that many of you have been asking about greater communication, visibility, and change in how we share and update Elite Dangerous moving forward. While we always try to give a clear vision if, of for the future as possible, such as Horizons and Beyond Season roadmaps, roadmaps, we must also accept that this alone has not hit the mark. David Braben said, we know that the previous levels of detail for the roadmap and developer update have not met expectations, but we are grateful for your patience while we shift and adjust plans in the face of such clear feedback. So... After that, they went a year without giving us a roadmap. And... Now... They give us this roadmap, which is we're going to try to make it better. We're going to try to give you story in May. We're going to try to make it better. We're going to try to give you story in August. We're going to try to make it better. We're going to do some major story in November. And in next year, we're going to try and do something cool. So I know a lot of people have a lot of feels about this roadmap. Let me open it up to you guys. Can I hop in? Can sure. I hop in just real quick? Just sure. What, what's funny is they called the previous one a roadmap, and that was a list. And they didn't call this one a roadmap, but this one actually has what looks like roads heading to destinations, which would, to <laughs> me, be a roadmap. That's that's as far as I'll go in, in, in criticizing it. I'm happy that they they did something and they have something on our radar. And this goes back to the point I made just a few minutes ago, where I said. I, I feel that they're 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 just really planning six months out at a time and seeing where they are financially and continuing to push, you know, kick the can down the road. And if they get players back because they fix some of these problems, uh, you know, you get more players, you can put more money to it. You have more money coming in. All right, we can start doing some of these, you know, bottom of the notebook things we want to do that we haven't been able to do. And I- and. Honestly, if you look at the roadmap that you posted, that wasn't a roadmap, it was a list of things. Most of the things on that list were accomplished. This game runs way, way, way better than it did at Odyssey Live. Please understand I mean, it's not even the same game. I'm not saying that Odyssey runs perfectly. There's hmm. definitely a shit ton of issues, but it's come, you know, I don't know, like... 12 parsecs farther or whatever we want to say. I, don't I mean, know. when you say many of the things nice. accomplished yeah, on that list, reference. when you say many of the things on that list were accomplished, they literally just wrote 
improvements and fixes. So yeah. And I, what have I, we had? That's what I'm saying. I we've right. had and, improvements and, and, and fixes. And also, for not for nothing, the shared missions. That's a huge improvement in Odyssey, in my opinion, too. Okay. You can share any mission in Odyssey. That was big. That's very. But cool. I will say this: tweaked the shared missions. This is what we're running into in. <laughs> we're doing a shit ton of bug hunting these days and the other night you know we we had like six of us out there so it was a wing we went a couple wings of three and we're out there and, and we're we're dealing with stuff and we've started to discover if we don't share our missions we don't get as many adjudication server errors mm-hmm. so there's something with the shared missions that is causing crashes servers because yeah. we have you know there, yeah. there were six of us out there for two and a half hours it was no less than 30 crashes amongst the group of us now Bug hunting is end game content, and there's far more chaos doing that than anything else in game. And it makes sense that it's more complicated, but we're trying to figure out how to limit that. And it does seem to be mission tied and obviously multiplayer tied. While I while I understand and respect your statement, Chig, that they have done a lot to improve Odyssey, I would ask you something. You and I had a talk just the other day about this game. What were you expressing to me was your feelings with regard to the amount of crashes, bugs, broken shit? I'm trying to remember. I've had so many conversations in the last few days that it's still, like I just said a few minutes ago, that it's still a work in progress. Sure. Have you made any recent posts on Reddit? (laughs) Anybody that wants to hear that story, I went into it in detail on the loose screws podcast last night i had quite the adventure with customer service and i basically got a response from them at one point that's like i'm sorry this was a little inconvenient for you but the other option was to give you nothing and i'm like wow you really sent me that response so yes as a company there are issues and some people gave me some feedback on that it's like that might be just an indication of how stressful it is to work for that company right now that this customer service guy felt the need to jab a customer and yeah it's yeah i've i've had some serious stress levels but i'm as my reddit rant first reddit rant i've ever done in my life i did last weekend against this game well what day of the week it is yeah it was last weekend holy Mm -hmm. crap time just flies and because of bugs with this game so yes you have me there but i'm not hiding that at all it definitely has its issues okay uh roy what do you think about this 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 non-roadmap it's actually a trail diagram to correct (laughs) go ahead i think it is a work of finishing okay my Got all right. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I apologize to everybody listening. Literally, Roy said, I think, and then I looked as Discord went black, everything cut off, and then it just reloaded itself. I apologize, Roy. Can you please start your answer at the beginning? My Discord just reset. Okay, no problem. Can you hear me good now? Yes, sir. Okay, so I think this, this, uh, roadmap or trail diagram or whatever is a work of financial genius and here's why all right there's there's broadly speaking i think three constituencies within uh the universe of the you know the player base right now um and here's how this tackles those people in a in i think a smart way 
the the folks that are you know desperate to transfer uh, from console got what they wanted. Uh, they got a great uh, great news, and they're going to transfer. And I think that's actually going to happen, and the company's going to make money from that. At the other end of the spectrum, you've got um, longtime players who, if they're jaded, they've already left. Um, even if they stay, they've already bought probably all the copies of Midnight Black Paint Job, and you know there, there's only incremental income to be made from them through ARCs. So now you've got this big swath in the middle, and that big swath in the middle is what they're trying to harvest. And they've been punished severely when they've, they, FDEV, has been punished severely when they've overpromised and failed to deliver. Um, and so their job here is to create minimum viable hope for that middle constituency. That's how they harvest the most number of people to hang on, to continue to spend arcs. Um, the big, I, I would say there's a big portion of people in the middle, and I put myself in the middle, who have either uh, a lot of headcanon around this game, and there's game loops that we play that we have fun in spite of whatever the foibles of the game are, or uh, we've sunk thousands of hours in and we just don't want to see it go away, or we're in parts of the game that that are still fun. Um, exploration, bug hunting, even though there's bugs, um, CGs here and there. Like It's minimum viable hope. That's what's keeping this thing going. Frontier hits the mark. Frontier development. New corporate slogan, minimum viable hope, and that's a guarantee. Wolf, what do you think? Wolf? You are muted. Everyone take a drink. Again? I've been jacking around with my mic settings because it's been picking up the headset. Um... So glad you said mic there. <laughs> uh, I wasn't expecting that out of Astro. I'm going to drink to that one. Um, it, I think the console transfers were were absolutely awesome. Mm -hmm. I I think that it's rather telling of a lack of short or, or a a definite. They're very short sighted. Wow, this I was going to take it easy with this beer, but it's kicking my ass. Hey, we've got a bad thing to tell you, and then nothing about a silver lining whatsoever. They, come on, it's basic sense for being a human being. If you got to tell bad news, give good news. As far as a roadmap goes, it's as bare bones as anything out of Frontier has ever been. Um, I'm, I'm very much at the point of say whatever you want. I'll believe it when I see it. And if okay. it's good, I'll enjoy the shit out of it. All it's got to do is work for me to enjoy it. And, well, it's got to not be just popping out of my ship and shooting someone in the face because I'm summarily <laughs> disinterested in that for the most part. Um, I, I'm very much in the wait and see. I want them to pull this out. I want them to be successful with the game. I don't want the game to go away. The game is very, very fun. It's it's one of the most enjoyable games that I have ever played, and I will continue to play it mm -hmm. as such for that reason. Right on. Soon. The only per the only people who can kill uh, Frontier, but kill the game is Frontier. All right, Soof. Okay, so caveat. I uh, I didn't want to do this show, and I um, 
And when we were talking about it, before, well, while we were planning what we were going to do this week, I argued against doing this show um, because I uh, ba- basically I I've got a I've been playing this since I've been playing Elite since um, before release. I'm a beta backer. I've been following it really closely for um, it's basically its entire lifetime. Um, and, um, it's, it's not my first rodeo. Mm. It's not my first, it's not the first time I've heard some, I've, I've heard a live stream described as make or break. It's not, it's certainly not the first time I've heard people say that Frontier have really dropped the ball this time. Um, it, I, I, I all of this has happened before and all of this will happen again. Um, I, I don't think. I don't think Frontier's problem is that they communicate badly. I think Frontier's problem is that they don't have anything good to tell us. Mm. And that's always been. Um, no Man's... Hello Games do not communicate at all. Hello Games don't communicate with their player base <coughs> at all. They don't tell us anything. They don't, tr- they don't trail anything. They don't tease anything. They, don't, they, don't, mm. they, they just don't say anything. They just release patches, mm. and the patches are good. They just release new shit that is good. <coughs> And nobody, I mean, I'm talking about the recent history of Hello Games, so the last three years. Um, nobody holds them up as an example of terrible community management um, in their modern iteration, um, despite the fact that they don't communicate at all. Communication mm. is not the problem. Frontier have done endless, ever since I followed that company, which is at this point a pretty big chunk of my adult life. Um, it, People always talk about the fact that they communicate badly and they really need to work on the communication. And, and, and I've, I've lost track of the number of times that Frontier have released hand-wringing posts where they, where they talk about their, their they, they recognize that they have work to do in improving their communication. The communication is not the problem. The problem is that the, you never have anything good to tell us. Mm. If you had good news or, you, or, or just released good things, it would be different. I haven't... Um, so... This kind but, of but what, dude, what, that could be part of the communication. <laughs> you know, that's we're hoping they tell us something good. No, but I uh, I, I get know. Zeus' point is exactly whatever, right. They, do, they, do, they they could do it in whatever they whatever <laughs> they they could wrap it. They they could tell us through wrap. They could tell us through mime. They could they could mail it to us, bro. They, literally, they, 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 Sean if they Murray. Had any good news? <clears throat> if they had any good news whatsoever, it would be different. There is no good news, so there's no good way for them to communicate. It. The entirety. The entirety of Hello Games' communication is Sean Murray tweets a emoji, and then the yeah. next day they drop a thing with patch notes. That's literally the Correct. only communication they do. That's a very good point, Correct. Suf. That's a very yeah, good point. And it's, and, it, and it's now held up as one of the one of the absolute paragons of the of the industry in terms of um, in terms of. I need to uh, product support. I need um, to drop in. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so okay. So, those are my caveats. I, I, I also feel a little bit like I, I, I feel like somebody who has managed to extricate themselves from an abusive relationship, but has been invited back for another session of relationship counseling. <laughs> um, so that's my, that's my position. That's where I'm coming from. This. Uh, that's where I'm coming from with this. Um, that all being said, I, I think what we were shown on that live stream, and I don't, I don't habitually want to watch Frontiers live streams because I'm not a masochist. Mm. Um, but what we were told, the console transfers is, is, is good news, I suppose, assuming it happens. But Frontier have form in not doing what they say they're going to do. I've lost track of the number of times since, uh, since about 2017 that they have said they're going to do something and then just 
conspicuously failed to do so, often gaslighting the people that they're told they were going to do it. Um, mm. You know, power play collapse mechanic? Who the hell promised that? Crime and punishment. Um, oh, oh, my God. I yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Um, anyway, so... Um, <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, console transfers. Believe it when I see it. Um, good news that they're working on it. I guess mm-hmm. the other two things. Um, the, uh, the this roadmap. It what it tells you. Narrative means Galnet. Like, don't be under any illusions. Anything reg- reg- relating <clears throat> to narrative means Galnet. So <sighs> what they're saying is there will be Galnet. No, they're going right. to try. CGs. I, I think yes. narrative yeah, means yeah. CGs too. <clears throat> CGs and Galnet, fine. Okay, so so we can we can what we know is that they will hope to do Galnet and CGs. Um, great. The other thing is this 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 new content coming in a year's time. Who boy, it's going to be great. Like I, oh God, over over the last eight years, I have if if Frontier never tell me that they're really excited ever again, it will be fine. Like I'm so sick of being every time I'm told that something that they're really excited about something, it's shit. <coughs> um, and it like it's it, it's it's like it's like the kiss of death. Whenever community manager says something's really exciting, you know it's gonna be shit or late. Um so so yes, this this nebulous <coughs> promise of oh boy, we're working on something big and it's actual content, you know, it's stuff for a game and you're gonna be able to play it and oh it's gonna be so great. Like I I, I it's <coughs> it's just this has been the soundtrack to that, that's been the, cons, the the consistent soundtrack of the entire history, my entire history with this game, and it is nearly always shit. It is nearly always a complete letdown, or made by a team who don't talk to the original 1.0 team at all, mm. and, and and meshes really poorly with the base game, um, or it's delayed by 18 months or three years or something. Like just unplug. Just just I said it. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Oh. Stop. Fucking following elite <laughs> development. Just Tweet. Stop it! Like you, 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 you are all Sorry. setting yourself <laughs> for abject <laughs> misery. Somebody needs to hug. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to play. Hold on. We're going to play Suv out with his Oscar-winning performance <laughs> as recorded previously on Black Sky Legion. Here you go. Oh, it didn't play the thing. I got to add this. Hold on. I, I, while at, while, I'll, 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 I'll just, I'll just, I'll just finish quickly and then the rest of you can do whatever you want. All right. The, the, what you're going to get in a year, what you're going to get in a year's time, this content that they're working on, <clears> like I, they, everything they, everything that they say they're working on is delayed. Everything by at least six months. So it's not going to be spring 2023. That's your, that's your first, that's your first guaranteed. The second one is the game probably won't work by then. If you're still getting that many crashes a year after Odyssey released, the game probably will not be working well enough for them to work on significant new content up, content updates. Um, the third thing is that people say like, oh, I think don't follow any development. Don't fucking do it. Don't follow any development. We saw the concept art, yada, yada, yada. If Frontier had oven ready, foot on foot Thargoid combat ready to go, don't you think they would have told us. Don't you think they would have said that it was coming or trailed it or done anything to deflect attention from the abject shit show that has been the last 12 months? All right. Um, 
They're not that smart. All right, I now okay, have the asset it. ready to play for you. Here you go. Here is Commander Suv with his chart topper. Don't follow elite development. Don't fucking do it. 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 Don't follow it. All right, I think that maybe he's just going to go on a loop, so I stopped it. But there you go. Uh, Tweak, did we hear your thing on the roadmap yet? Because I want to end nope. with Astro. Go ahead, Tweak, nope, and then I we're hitting it. Astro because, boy, that's going to be juicy. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, the the roadmap is just more of the same, really. It's, I couldn't I, – I was watching the stream, and when he said the line that he literally said, in an early 2023, 20, we got a key feature overhaul. We – but we can't tell you anything about that yet just because we can't. And we can't tell you about the narrative content because we don't want to ruin the story for you. Come on. We're all grown adults. If they've got good stuff, tell us. You're not going to... Once the story happens, I mean, when Thargoids attacked and it was a new thing and nobody knew, that was a one in a million time type of thing to happen. That's not going to happen in this day and age. And even if it did, the very next day, everybody has seen it. So trying to keep everything so super secret to their vet, you know, inside their vest is absolutely ridiculous, and it's hurting the game. On okay. top of that, I would add that this timeline, early 2023, lines up with their commitment in last year's uh, financial statement to support Odyssey for two years. So they really haven't done anything other than the minimum viable product, which is pretty much the MO for FDEV at this point for the two years that they promised all right and to close it out my man astro i think you had some feels about this live stream i think uh, i maybe heard something i don't know where it was that i saw it but why don't you tell us what you thought yeah so uh like everybody else said uh, uh wednesday on wednesday yeah wednesday i was uh sitting in watching the live stream and uh they get to the roadmap part and I've been really thinking like how to describe how I felt after. And mm. I think the best way is either it was either frustration or just feeling disheartened. Um, because I love Elite as much as anybody else here. No, I mean, you don't. You love Elite way more than almost everybody else. The amount of hours you have in, you love Elite more than any other 10 people I know. And I had, like the video I made on, 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 on Wednesday was... Uh, Let's call it spicy. <laughs> I think that's that's probably the best way. Mm. But that was that was definitely a video that I made out of um, out of that frustration from seeing a game that I really like. And when I look at that roadmap, the problem for for me is when I look at that roadmap, there is nothing on that roadmap where I'm sitting and thinking, "Oh, I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be fun." Mm. Um, and and the reason for that is. I play computer games because I love taking complicated game mechanics and just dissect them and pull them apart and figure out what makes them tick, what makes them work. Like Elite has that in spades and, and then spaceships as well, which is a huge plus. Um, and, and that's why I've spent, I don't know, I've lost, lost, lost track, but way too much time in this game. Mm. But then when, when you look at, at, at what the roadmap has, mission variants, yeah, sure, there could be some potential new game mechanics there, but it's not something, it's not something massive, it's not something that's gonna gonna keep you entertained for uh, for weeks at a time. 
And then you have these narrative events. Now, you talked about earlier that you think it's going to be um, Galnet and uh, community goals. Adamast. I th- yeah, I, I think it's going to be closer to what we've seen with the Adamast. I think those are just, there's going to be events similar to, to what we've seen with the Adamast, what we've seen with developing story with the, with Salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that story is going to come to a conclusion in November. Um, the problem is those events, I'm going to assume, we don't know this, but I'm going to assume that the events that are going to come in the future is going to be similar to the ones we've seen in the past. And the ones we've seen in the past has been some puzzles to solve, um, and 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 they have been becoming better. Some of the first ones they made, I think, was a little uh, not. Uh, uh, I I, ha- I have a problem when they make events that are not solvable in a acceptable amount of time for a single commander, because whenever these like puzzle events comes out, I always I close Reddit. Close Facebook. Um, be careful what you look at on Discord because I want to try to stay as spoiler-free as possible until I get a chance to play it myself. Um, but then you often end in this situation where it's like, oh, you go to the system and then you just need to search through every single system in in a hundred light year radius. Um, something they put in in order i think to slow it down so people don't solve them within an hour mm-hmm. but what ends up happening is that it's going to be some large player group often canon that goes out and just say okay we're just going to throw enough people at it brute force and, and then they they're going to brute force it exactly they're just going to mm-hmm. brute force their way through it and then you end in that situation where you you you, you trail after with as a single commander, which which is not a problem to trail after somebody that's assaulted before you. But when you get to that situation where you sit there as a single commander who really wants to go and participate in this, you end, you hit this brick wall where the only thing you can do is to go and say, okay, I guess I'm going to go Google this and figures I'm not going to spend two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, a month, I don't know how long it's going to take to comb through that, that much space. Um, now... If we like, they did do that. They have improved, and some of the later events were solvable on your own, and they were kind of slowing us down by increasing distances you have to travel. I don't mind a lot lo- longer distances. I actually think it adds a little bit more exploration feel to it. Um, so I, but but Mister did, but the thing with those events are, they last one or two days. And then you've done it, and you've seen what there is to see. You've unlocked all the messages, and you read all the messages, and listened to all the audio logs, and you had a very good evening or a very good couple of evenings. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, it's not something you're not going to go and redo it. If that makes sense, it's not replayable content. It's something you do, you do it once, and that's why I see when they go out and say they're going to focus so heavily on. Uh, on, uh, on, on, like uh, law stuff and these story arcs is they. I think they are spending their time on something where they're not getting a lot of play hours from the community in return for the time they spend creating them because they often do put some, some, some. That looks like at least that has put some decent amount of of time into creating them, and we sometimes have custom assets that's created for for some of these events, and they have voice access come in, do audio logs and, and, and all that stuff. So 
it's they do put some time and effort into these events and they are apart from the brute forcing side of it they are often well made but they are not replayable and they're not going to be able to get a lot out of it and that's why i got so disheartened of it because i said yeah okay from what i can see here let's say that that there's going to be often there's like a month between these events so let's say i'm going to get um five or six uh events for mm-hmm. the remainder of the year mm-hmm. so so what i can look forward to is five six evenings where there is something new for me um in elite in a year in in, in, in a year exactly um there's not going to be anything where you could dive into some some deeper mechanics. I mean, if they added if they added a new ship, a single new ship would, for instance, keep people more, I think, more entertained for the amount of work that they put in. Because then people are going to go and say, "Oh, what if I made this into an exploration ship? What if I made this? Let's try to do a combat build on it. Let's try to do let's try to do this. Let's try to do that." And and that's something that's going to keep people entertained for a lot longer. Maybe mm. add new suits, add new weapons if they want to focus it around Odyssey. Mm. There's a lot of opportunities. Um, Can I just ask you one quick question, though? Yeah. To, to just butt in. Uh, your, your video uh, the other day, that was like the most frustrated I'd, I'd ever seen you in a video. You, you always tend to be one of the, the, the pillars that kind of is like, we're we're gonna get stuff. You're eye rolling and 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 head rolling. You were absolutely frustration. Was that just a culmination of all the frustration peeking through? And now you're like you've calmed down, or is that still your your strongest feeling towards this game? No. That it's that's a, that's just a mess. So my usual process when I make make videos. So wait, no, let me start somewhere else. There has been a build up of some frustration over. We had this whole period where we were waiting for for a resolution of what's going to happen with console, and if uh, you had that feeling that that Frontier has really been holding back on some things because they want to get the console people on board for so they could participate in in the Odyssey side of it as well, and it, you know you had that since launch had that feeling that the game has been been held back, um, and and then I thought okay. They have resolved, or at least they have have decided what to do with console. And so my feelings were okay. So now they're going to begin, like all that scope that was removed when Odyssey was launched. Is hopefully we're going to begin to see that stuff. Okay, that's going to begin rolling now. And when they then said, "Hey, we're going to announce plans for the future," I'm sitting thinking, "Okay, now we're getting somewhere." So I've been waiting. We've been sitting here, been waiting. I've been building up that frustration that that the development of the game is so slow as it is um, because a lot of resources are being allocated to optimizations and and bug fixing which they should um, but that like if the video there on Wednesday that was absolutely that frustration that just like that was, that was a straw that broke the camel's back like that was all that frustration just boiling over for me yeah you um, were you were at a point like most of us were feeling a little anxiety going into that stream it's like okay yeah, give exactly. us something they they had an opportunity to hit a home run if they came in like i had said on another stream if they came out and actually had david braben come on and they showed us some video of something like you said another ship it would have been a different story but it was typical typical <clears throat> fdev situation where they gave us the absolute bare minimum there was relief but no 
excitement. And that's where I was. And when I saw your video, it was the first time I saw you genuinely frustrated. That That's why yeah. I asked the question. So, yeah, and, and if, no, I just want to finish. If I had made that video the day after, mm. or, or if I were to make it today, it would have been a very different video. It would have been oh. a lot less spicy. Yeah, I've, because I would have been... Again, we had emotions boiling over, and 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 so usually my videos, I what I do is I record on one evening, then I edit on another, and then I do review on a third. Mm. Maybe they're not maybe concurrent evenings, but it that it's rare. Sometimes and maybe I can both record and edit the same evening, but it's spread out over days. So that means if you if I end up doing some some recordings or maybe making some points where I thought nah that maybe that wasn't actually the best idea to put in the video then you have that time to reflect over a couple of days. But because this video was like recorded, edited, published within a few hours, um, that review process never happened. And that's why I think like emotions came through as strongly as they did in, uh, in that video. Um, I, I, still, I still absolutely think that the roadmap there, there is nothing uh, in it. I mean, there's, there are, unless they, they come out with some amazing things hidden behind those um uh, narrative event uh then maybe but mm. it's right i'm not I mean, putting my nothing, hopes up so so i did when you look at that that would call back players that left the, the, any of the players that have gone to other games they're not going to look at this roadmap and go oh i gotta go back to elite right now i've been no, exactly. saying i've been saying for a while that okay now that they cut off the the consoles i honestly think that elite's going to get good again for pc players for about six months because they're going to turn on the story they're going to release the shit that they've been holding back mm -hmm. exactly. and then they're going to maintenance mode it i think that this this trail diagram is the most underwhelming version of my prediction that I could have made. It's it's like, yeah, it's gonna get good-ish again for a couple of months and then maintenance mode. Um, I have listened, so for those of you who may not know, <clears throat> I, I was at one point a fairly accomplished uh, Elite Dangerous player, did did a few things in the, in the, in the verse of, of the Elite Dangerous. <clears throat> I learned how to play this game by watching down to earth astronomy. Everything that like anything I needed to do a thing, I would start <clears throat> I would go look up Astro, look up how to do it, go do the thing, learn the thing, have experiences, learn some other stuff on my own. But I learned this game from Down to Earth Astronomy. He is, in my mind, the pillar. There's there's three pillars left in Elite. There's Obsidian Ant who, if you've been watching his content lately and the things that he's been saying openly on the Frontier forums, oof. There's Down to Earth Astronomy, who I will maintain till the day that I finally delete the game from my hard drive as someone to keep active with. And there's the Burrs. Um, mm -hmm. I have never seen Astro so dejected, so irate, so anything on any video save one there's one video 
that I've ever seen of Astros. And I've watched everything he's ever done. I've watched his home movies. I saw his sixth grade fucking tap dance recital. <laughs> and the only time that I've ever seen Astro spicy, like like truly sp- spicy, not like fucking spicy for a Dutch guy, but really spicy before was when they fucking yanked him around on creating his his uh, uh, private faction. Uh, oh, yeah, there right. was that video. Oh, my God. I think you maybe did not wait the three days before you released that one, too. Cause, no, whoo. that was a Hello Dave. That was a Hello Dave as well. And Hello Daves are recorded and published. Whoo. Again, they are recorded and published pretty sh- like within Quickly. the same day because they are news, news videos, right? So they yeah. have to be a little shorter time frame than other videos do. No, but so for, for the people who weren't around back then, Back in the day, when you wanted to have, if you wanted to have a player faction, you had to, you had to uh, fill out some Google form somewhere, and then it was a manual process that Frontier did. And and we filled out our form, and and uh, and then we waited, and and nothing happened, and we waited a bit longer, and nothing happened, and we ended up waiting a little bit over a year from when we filled out the initial form uh, till the player faction was eventually added, and it was. And I ended up getting quite mad at Frontiers, like, why are you offering this service if you cannot deliver it? Then just say, we cannot add player factions anymore. But, yeah. Yeah. And that was after that whole thing, and, and they then finally went in and get, went through that one year of backlog of, of factions that wanted to be added, that they added this automated process that they have today, where they... Um, I, th- I think there's still a manual review of it, so it's not fully automated, but... It's it's a lot less work for them now to add player factions. I think what they did before was actually <coughs> sitting, somebody wrote the SQL to put it into the database. Um, I don't think they had scripts for it. But yeah, they have they have now. Yeah. All right. So I think that covers Elite. Does anybody have anything they want to add onto Elite before we move on to Star Citizen? Because I'm ready to have a little ugh, palate cleanse. I just want to say quickly. one thing real quick. Go ahead, Sue. You go first. Oh, all right. On the console transfer, the copy, um, it's not, it, it doesn't excuse the canceling of Odyssey on consoles. It doesn't fix everybody's problems. A lot of players won't be able to go to PC for various reasons. But this is making, this is the best of a bad situation, really. This is the best outcome we could have possibly hoped for. I'm stunned that we're able to transfer over even our paint jobs and everything like that. I thought for sure those would have to be rebought and stuff. But mm. all in all, I hope people appreciate this because it would have been a lot easier for FDev to say this is costing too much money and time and we're just going to wash our hands completely of console and walk away. They could have done that, but here we are. So mm. as long as they come through with this, I'm really quite pleased about that. And I hope other players appreciate it. Mm. Soof? Um, I think, uh, yeah, just the, like the, the Stellar Forge and the flight model and the galaxy map uh, are still the absolute best in gaming. Like they're, 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 un, um, they're, not, uh, they're not matched by any other game. They're not matched by any other competitor. If you, it, like there is still loads and loads of things that Elite Dangerous that you can't get anywhere else and that Elite Dangerous is still the best at. Um, the, the best things about Elite Dangerous were added in were added in the release copy of the game in 2014. Nothing that they've added since has been as good. A lot of the updates in the, in the Horizon season were very, very good. 
um, planetary landings are exceptional. And I think Thargoid combat is, is exceptional. Mm. But the best way to think about Elite is to think of it as an as a absolutely excellent 2014 game that we all loved. I don't think we're doing it. I don't think we do it justice by holding it up to, by comparing it to other games that are being actively developed today. And I don't think it, I don't think anybody is setting themselves up for satisfaction by expecting development or features on the on the, the scale or quality of that we had in between 2014 <coughs> and 2017 because the team isn't the same the people that are making the game are not the same you only have to play odyssey to see that the kind of minds that put together the stellar forge and the the, the procedural net nature of the galaxy just aren't there anymore like they're clearly not it's clearly a completely different team with a completely different philosophy with and and you know the the incredible puzzles that we all helped to solve during uh, during the horizons era mm. um they're not made anymore like the the it's the, the guard has changed those the, yeah. the people in the, the people in the office are not the same and you're <laughs> expecting too much from them like we need to stop expecting elite to become what david braven talked about in those videos like it's not going to <laughs> if you follow elite development you're setting yourself up for disappointment because the best the best has already happened like, Dave, yep. play, it, play it for a 2014 <laughs> game Play it for what it is. Don't follow the development. You're just going to be disappointed. David Ooh, Braben. You, you caused me pain. God. Uh, so so David Braben moved to the boardroom. Michael Brooks moved to play with dinosaurs. Uh, Kay, I can't talk about what she's doing at this point. Uh, Where's Piers? <clears throat> that, Piers is what we got. Piers is not the developer you want. Piers is the developer I guess we deserve. Well, he's fans. not really a developer. He's oh. he's director, so he should be moving the pieces. And maybe he's the person we need to be pointing at? I, I don't know. It seems to be a management issue with this. Is, is he so, still doing so, that? I don't hey, think oh, we've heard whoa, from whoa, him whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not going another 20 minutes with a conversation on that. We're closing this one out with <laughs> Sue's final thoughts. Don't follow elite development. Don't fucking do it. 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 Don't follow elite development. Don't. And now it's time for some good news. Star Citizen News. <laughs> All right, we're going to start off Star Citizen News with a nifty little video because, boys and girls, it's fucking time for some Invictus. I am I am muted. I apologize. So I'm gonna get us I'm gonna get us started with actually the XGR Stanton Cup teaser trailer from hold on from Black Maze, who I think we're gonna have on next week to have a little talk about this and do some extensive uh looks into all of his stuff. 
So why don't we start this off, and then I'm going to turn it over to Elix to run us through all of this week's Star Citizen news. Please to enjoy. Star Citizen Racing is emerging from the underground. The boldest racers from across the galaxy gather for the 2952 Stanton Cup. 11 racetracks spanning all of Stanton, offering a mix of planetary and zero-g racing. Six of the fastest racing ships the Verse has to offer. Hosted, live-streamed, and commentated by Extreme G Racing. Are you ready? You're fucking right, I'm ready. I've got a beer in my hand and I'm ready to fly a spaceship incredibly fast through a fucking city planet. Let's make this shit happen. Elix, tell us about some Star Citizen stuffs. All right. So first, I'm going to quickly cover Invictus since we saw that trailer first. Um, Invictus is coming back again. It starts on May 20th and runs through the 31st. There is a free fly during that same time. So anybody can play the game without having to pay any money. Um, it is a military-themed event, so the ships that you'll be able to fly and try out for free, whether you own the game or not, are all military-themed. Um, mostly going to be looking at fighters and stuff like that. Not really going to see a whole lot of, you know, like commuters and starter ships and stuff. Each day or every two days, they go through different manufacturers. They highlight them. So uh, they st first start with Anvil Aerospace on the 20th and 21st, then Aegis for the next two days. The next one, they bunch it up with RSI, Origin, Consolidated Outland, and Argo. Next, we've got Crusader, Tumbrel, and Misk. May 28th and 29th is Drake Interplanetary Defense Con because the UE doesn't invite Drake. So they're doing their own thing with beers, hookers, and blackjack. And then on the 30th and 31st, that's a finale when they just unlock everything instead of it being limited by, by manufacturer day. Um, so before I move on to the next thing, anybody got anything quick to say about that? Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah last right. year's was awesome. Looking forward to this. Gonna... this is actually going to be my first Invictus. I cannot wait. Oh, Invictus is so fucking cool. Can I give one word of advice to everybody? If you're listening to this, if you're a new player, first off, they do free fly weeks during part of this, and you get to come in and see the game. When you get to choose your starting location, choose Orison. Start in fucking... Orison, because you'll be right there where the show is, and it won't take you forever to get your ass down there. If you are already a player of the game, and you're like, hey, I'm waiting until that week to come back in and see 317 for the first time, choose Orison. If you're not, if you're like, dude, I've been playing 317 already. It's fucking awesome. I love looting shit. I love all this stuff. It's so good. Get to Orison ahead of time. Are you guys catching like a fucking theme here? It's mm. a pain in the balls to travel around Orison because goddamn, if you are coming, like you're like, hey, I'm, don't bring your C2. Don't bring your fucking 
Carrick, don't bring it. Take a nice little zippy ship and get in there fast. Park there. See all the sights. It's going to be so amazing. I want to ask you, everybody in the panel that is aware of Star Citizen stuffs, but specifically also uh, Elix, <clears throat> how do you think they're going to do this with regard to... There might have been some cheeky little hints of some things happening. I'm not saying javelin out loud. <gasps> oh, I did. Oh, yeah. my God. I just triggered so, a bunch of Russians. But how are they going to do that <laughs> with regard to docking at Orison that doesn't have the docking capabilities for that? Are we thinking that it's going to be... Because I don't even think fucking PO doesn't have it. So, like, are we thinking... What are they a new station? Are we thinking they're gonna uh, unveil shuttles. some new docking capability? Some sh okay, shuttles could be whatever. What do you think, Elix? So, um, they are going to be renovating August Dunlau Starport, the the spaceport in Orison, with a docking collar, Woo! and there will be a javelin tour Woo! during this Invictus. It is a javelin tour happening in Crusader, the gas giant. Um, there is also. And I'm just going to briefly mention this. There is also going to be a special dynamic event occurring at least some point during that mm -hmm. in which you will be hunting Ninetales forces on platforms within or within the Orison area. You're going to be doing FPS. All right. I want to anyway. I want to manage and minimize expectations. Anyone who gets butt hurt, do not listen to what I'm about to say. Wouldn't it be fucking cool if they put the space whales in for this shit? Oh my god, I can't wait for those. I cannot wait for those. I'm really, I really, really want to see all the animals. Yeah. All right, that's just me. That's just an idiot talking. Don't take that as a thing yeah. that's going to happen. But oh my god, it would be cool. I cannot wait for it to happen. So I'm and I'm gonna FPS I'm yes on the platforms yeah. that doesn't excite you. That's Star oh, no. Wars. That's awesome. Playing Star bro. Wars fighting in Cloud City. Bro, bro, fucking Darth Vader showed up and just screwed over Lando Calrissian, <laughs> and he said, "Lando says that's not the deal." And Darth Vader says, "I'm altering the deal. Pray that I do not alter it further." I am fucking ready for this shit. Uh, this is, yeah, 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 this is the way that it's gonna fucking be, I cannot wait! Uh, yeah, as, as, as Lando, or Mando says, this is the way. Let's go. So, the, uh, the one thing I do want to say about this is that Orson is notoriously bad on performance if mm -hmm. you're not equipped with God's own PC, it's been it's been better in three seventeen, I think. It has. Yep that that is yeah. true. Performance has been improving, and I'm we're getting to three seventeen last. So hold on with that. But um, you know you can expect performance to be significantly worse in Orison compared to say area eighteen. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good point. Um, but anyway, for there's a lot of people uh, that are going to be trying the game for the first time. So a servers are going to get slammed. B, it's Invictus, so servers are going to get slammed. C, they're doing special events, so servers are going to get slammed. And D, as much as I'm loath to admit it, Elix is most often right. Go ahead, Elix. Next point. Yeah, so uh, did anybody else have anything to throw in on Invictus before I jump on to the next? 
Um, just, nice. just we, did we you should. guys see the Invictus trailer? Did you see two things? Two things. Number one, if you pause that Invictus trailer at the exact right moment, you're going to see a motherfucking X-Wing fighter flying into Vespin City. You're goddamn right. I'm talking about the Scorpius. And number two, there's a bit. You have to freeze frame it. It literally is like 43, 44 seconds into the video. It only exists for one fucking frame. But what you see is a massive fuck-off capital ship that I don't recognize for like half of a second. It's one frame. But if you don't think they're dropping some cool new shit during Invictus, you don't know how CIG makes money. Does anybody have any nice little, oh my God, I've got some ideas, I've got some whatever? Because I'm thinking, I'm ready to see an Anvil Capital ship. How about y'all? I saw the X-Wing as the trailer played, and I was like, wait, what? I'm going to play the trailer again without sound while we talk, because you got to see it. But there's one frame where it's a big fuck-off Capital ship. Go ahead, go ahead. from the x-wing no otherwise no otherwise disney would be but... yeah yeah no house yeah, of mouse ahead, house of mouse fuck off but i'm talking about the capital ship that's what got my dick hard i'm like what are they gonna show there <laughs> wait wait hold on hold on it's playing right now hold on hold on watch watch the screen yeah. watch the screen watch the screen i'm looking up. oh watch shit there's a delay. delay hold on yeah a delay wait i'll wait till it gets there hold on hold on hold on Oh, it went so fast, I couldn't fucking call it out. It was before the statue with the guy would reaching out. I swear to God, watch it on slow-mo and pause it. You will fucking, you're like, what is that ship? It's a big-ass capital ship. I'm going to, I'm really drunk. I'm going to let you guys talk now. It it would not be the first time they've done something like that. So, yeah. Um, What was it? There was, there was a one ship that Sig revealed in the reflection of another ship in a brochure during that that other ship's concept sale. Mm-hmm. So, like, they've done they've hidden little things like that as just teases before. Um, I should have taken a picture of it. God damn it! All right, what do you guys? Been a good. What are you guys excited for for Invictus? I'm just looking forward to these events. I always think. I mean. I don't know what it is, but it it just it just feels like like the whole like a whole. I mean, normally when you fly around Star Citizen, everybody's like running around doing uh, doing their own things, or maybe you group up with a few friends. But that is whenever you have these fleet weeks or Invictus or whatever whatever events they're they're hosting. That's kind of the 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 time of year where. You feel like the whole Star Citizen community is all just running around. Everybody's going to be like at the same place. They're going to run around. They're going to look at the ships. You're going to bump into a lot of other players, both because of the free fly events. So there's a lot of new players there as well. Um, I love the I love these events just for the atmosphere. Um, even though like a lot of the ships will have seen them, been been flying them already, but but just the atmosphere around these events. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. It's just it's. It's an epic spectacle, and the world feels alive in yeah, that Exactly. Time. It feels like a real event that you would attend, and you're there. Yeah. It, it is, yeah. Hey, guys, stop being mean to elite players. 
What? No. This is a free fly event. You're welcome to join. <laughs> I fucking love you, Astro. God damn. Oh. Yeah. They don't have to pay any money. They can just try it. They Unless can try on console. Sorry. I'm actually I'm actually going to be buying a copy of Elite uh or not of uh Star Citizen soon when it goes on sale for a friend who uh I want her to be able to see the game and come join us when we do shit on my Carrick. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm super excited for this. This is Oh my god, it's such a such an awesome game. Okay. Uh Disclaimer. Last call. Disclaimer. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Star Citizen is a game in early alpha. It is buggy as shit. It is full of fucking problems and crashes and this, that, and the other. If you are the type of person that is finicky and gets like mad by like buggy whatever, do not play this game yet. It'll be ready for you in a couple of years. If you are the kind of person who wants to get in on early sneak peeks, try shit, give feedback, and help shape the product as it goes along, oh my god, this is the project for you. For the record, guy. For real, for reals, for reals. It is still a buggy mess. If that's going to bother you, don't don't play it. Go play Nomansky. It's great. Odyssey's Odyssey's disaster launch, I... I jumped into Star Citizen. Uh-huh. Both feet. A bunch of yeah. us did. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we we gave it the old college try, as they like to say. Mm-hmm. And we complained about Elite and everything and its bugs, but it was it it was too much for me to stick with Star Citizen. That's fine. I will admit my my adventures last weekend with customer service and some <laughs> bugs with Elite, I reinstalled star citizen mm-hmm. i didn't actually jump back in and try playing the game again mm. and it's on my radar and it is a game and i did enjoy playing it mm-hmm. i just it's not the, finished the level of the bugs well no, in this day and age what uh persistent kind of game is finished that's the thing is I is i believe i i literally finished. believe that you, you you know games launch and they'll say, oh, it's early access or we're putting it out. Either way, you're in the same issue. The only thing about going early access or alpha, whatever Star Citizen claims it is, is that you're putting the expectation out there. So if it's bugs, you can say, hey, we warned you it was early access. You you're know, not that, wrong. That's the only difference. And, no, no, there, that's not I the only difference. I do enjoy both games. That's not the only difference. The only difference... The real difference it's is not this game. No, the real difference they both is cost the same. The real difference is this game. You literally check a box before you make any purchase, or before when you download, or before you fucking you log in. That says, "Hey, man, this thing is not finished. It's still a buggy mess. We're figuring it out." Here's the thing. Like, look, I'm gonna be honest. I'll, I'll be blunt with you, Chig. Because I get, oh, you can be I get your, I get your issues with Star Citizen. I do, and you're not wrong. It's a buggy mess. But the difference between Elite, that had its like prime in 2014, 2015, 20, 2016, and Star Citizen whose prime is still ahead of it, 
like honestly, I think the prime of Star Citizen. I honestly think Star Citizen will launch in. 2024 2025 what like in that range but i don't think it will ever let me let me finish i i think you're wrong i think that is a wrong and uh, honestly ignorant statement but you have a right to your opinion but the fact of the matter is i think that star citizen elite took a lot of shortcuts in some ways smartly and in some ways dumbly and got to its heyday early star citizen is tackling huge problems in real ways and in in a lot of ways anyone who wants to criticize star citizen for being slow you're right it's slow but if you're trying to do a thing that changes the face of gaming like literally for for forever like there's certain things that when it comes out, it's like, well, that just fucking broke the paradigm. That just shifted the entire conversation. And now we're, there was before the internet and after the internet. I honestly believe that when it comes to gaming in the future, I think there's a 70 30 chance. I think there's a 70% chance. That Star Citizen is going to actually achieve its goal. And there's a 30 or maybe 60-40. There's a 60% chance it's going to achieve its goal. And there's a 40% chance that it's going to belly flop and fail fucking hard. You're right, Chig. There's a chance. No. Wait, here, wait, 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 no, no, no. Let me finish. Give me, let me my chance. I'll let, let you finish. finish. I'll let all right. All right. And then I'll, then I'll hear you. I think there's a 60% chance they succeed. There's a 40% chance that they belly flop and fail hard. But... People said the exact same fucking thing to Elon Musk. People said, you're a fucking dreamer. You're an idiot. There's no way you're going to be able to use reuse rockets. It's the dreamers that actually change the world. And quite often they fail. More often than not, they fail. But when they succeed, they move things forward. For me personally... For the little amount of money that I put into Star Citizen, I'm honestly okay. Because let's be, I'll be bluntly honest. I play more New World than anything else. I play a a decent amount of Nomansky. I play no Elite. I'm going to try to address that and get into Elite back a little bit. I play a little bit of Star Citizen. So for me, basically, you throw in $40 and you just say, hey, man, take your time. You're trying to change the world. You're trying to move things forward. You're trying to make the Oasis Ready Player One reference. It might not be that you're ready today. It might be that you're ready in two years, four years. Okay, you take your time. You do you. I'm playing other shit. I'm not going into Star Citizen every day. And being frustrated, although I will say from my experiences in Star Citizen over the last six months, it has made a massive move towards being actually a viable game as opposed to a tech demo. But I don't play Star Citizen nearly as much as Down to Earth Astronomy does, for example. I will say doing this entire entire stream. Yeah, I will say I that play it almost every day. I I don't play it nearly as much as Tweak does, but I will say that it's getting there. And the thing is, 
you can have a hundred games in your Steam library, and if it's you know fucking NBA Two K. 21 NBA 2K22 it's fucking some EA bullshit of just slap on a new year it's some fucking bullshit repetitive 99% of whatever like hey it's Mario but in fucking underwater hey it's Zelda but in space hey it's blah but in blah all of the repetitive drivel bullshit Star Citizen is a big dream Star Citizen is trying to do something no one has ever fucking done. Star Citizen is doing weird, crazy, I don't know. Sometimes it seems like, why are you working so hard? But they're doing shit that is out there. And I would get being mad at Star Citizen if you were paying a monthly subscription. Let me just cut you off. I'm not whoa, mad at Star whoa, Citizen. Whoa, okay, no. I, but I would get being... I would get being disappointed in Star Citizen if you were paying some monthly subscription. But if it's just a matter of drop your fucking $40 and just wait and see where the ride goes. Maybe a year from now, maybe two years from now, maybe four years from now, they get their shit together and launch. But as it stands, honestly, I can tell you from having played it in 2019 to having played it the last time I played it, I think, was two weeks ago. Holy shit, there's a lot of difference. And maybe they're dreamers, and maybe they're pie in the sky, and maybe they're trying the thing that's impossible. But again, Elon tried a thing that was impossible, reusable rockets. And then guess what? He fucking did it, and it changes the world. So now, Chig, I bring you in with the caveat of saying, Yes, I get it that it's a buggy mess. I admit that. I am saying that out loud for everyone to hear. But if you have 50 games or 100 games or 200 games in your Steam library, what's the harm in putting down, plunking down $40 on one thing that maybe will fail? 50-50 chance. But if it doesn't, it changes the fucking world. Chig, please come in. All right. My perspective is you're you're missing where I'm coming from entirely. Like you, like aren't even in the neighborhood of where I'm coming from when it comes to Star Citizen. I appreciate Star Citizen for what it is, and I think it's a good game and it's fun. And if you're investing in it, I'm invested in it for more than the initial forty dollars. I've put some money into it to to give it a good run, mm-hmm. and I love where it is. Mm-hmm. I honestly do not believe that it's a game that will ever be oh we've reached release status i believe that it's a game that will continue to evolve and embrace new technology as we move forward from from both the graphical standpoint and the ability of computers to handle ai things and everything else it is an ambitious thing i mean Mm -hmm. yes ernest klein's um you know, Ready Player, uh, Ready One. Player One is it yes, is, is is an amazing thing, and that's kind of what Star Citizen is. It's a Ready Player One in the future where you go into it and you are what you are. So, can I, I ask you a question? Anybody playing it? Let me just let me sure, just sure, sure. complete this thought. Sure. Is is I believe that this game is not barreling towards final release. Okay. I believe that this is a game that will be a continual evolution of the genre to change the world as you said 
but you can never reach that point because the tech moves forward that the vision moves forward and you can add more at all times whether it be more ships whether it be more ai whether it be more everything involved in the ambitious vision of star citizen i just don't think you can ever hit that finish line and say okay it's a complete game let's release it that when you're at a decade in you're not pushing towards oh now it's done it will never be done i see whoa i see your point and i yeah i see your point i agree with your point and i counter with they're not planning on ever being finished they're planning on getting to a point that's quote-unquote good enough that they release the game and then continuing to evolve the game for another 20 years the game is not released it literally says you're an alpha all right you're just wrong you click a box you're just wrong you click a box every time you fucking load in that says it's an alpha i know i've played the game you're talking like i haven't played it i understand that but that's just semantics it's i think star citizen is what we want elite dangerous to be star citizen is a live service game that is constantly being updated with good content i agree I, I want to add a data point as well, and this is this is going to some people won't agree with this. Um, so my my experience, having uh, uh, last time I played Elite Dangerous and last time I played Star Citizen, uh, Star Citizen is a smoother and less buggy experience than Elite Dangerous. So, a yes, b this just in, care of friend of the show, Dunkel Orum moderator of the wait let me say his name right because he's fucking doing hero's work dunkla ara who sent me a picture of the frame i was talking about if you look at the screen right there any elite sorry any star citizen players please tell me what the fuck is that capital ship that is right there in the trailer that you have to freeze frame to see. What is that, Elix? What is that, uh, uh, Astro? What is that Fertilance. tweet? That Fertilance. is, I guarantee you that is not a fertile lance. Star Destroyer. <laughs> what the fuck is that? That is, that is something new. That is, that, that is not an 890. Is that an 8? Is there any? No, the 890 jump does not have a nose that narrows down that much. So I just call bullshit on 890 jump sheet. Are you? You think that's if an 890? If it's an 890, it's in a really bad state. Look at the nose. If, what 890 has a nose like that? If, that is okay, a so new capital ship. It could be if if it is an 890, then it's the belly of an 890. Don't I. Fucking salute you, brother. You're a hero. Thank you, sir. 404i. <laughs> oh, so I, think, I think that may actually be, if, if that is a new ship, that's probably an Anvil one because it has Anvil shapes. It so does. It, see, it, that's it, what I was saying. Language, anvil capital. The language does have Anvil. Yeah. Can you not, like, literally, if they say, like, right now, already in 2022, the, the, the fundraising in fucking star citizen is breaking all records they're literally on track for a hundred million dollar year that breaks my fucking brain it kind of scares me a little that is not an 890 
Look at that nose. Now, if you said the ass is 890, maybe if you squint and whatever, that nose is not 890. It's also I, hard to see exactly what it is because there are two lightnings in the way. True. But here's what I'm saying. They just low-key sneak peeked a actual new capital ship. I'm calling it Anvil. And also, please, let me give absolute credit to my man Griff from the Soul Citizens who first turned me on to this. If you are not watching Soul Citizens, go subscribe to their YouTube channel. Follow their Twitch channel. Fucking buy their merch. Subscribe to their shit. Give them monies. Fucking Soul Citizens are the best people in Star Citizen. I see this and I think... So it's not a boa from 1984 Elite. Wintermute, I fucking love you, brother. I love, I, I, yeah, no. If you, I think that's actually, Wintermute wins the internet because that's an actual whatever. If you want to realize the dream of Star Citizen, plunk down 40 bucks, or Elite, rather, plunk down 40 bucks for Star Citizen. Like, it's 45, but yeah. It, Whatever. No, it's not. It's not. It's forty five blank. It's forty dollars whenever they do the sales shit. And they're gonna be doing the sales shit for Invictus, believe you it's me. It's free in a couple weeks. Yeah. It from the twentieth, it should be free for anybody to try. And they always uh, do sales stuff where it's forty bucks for the base package. Yeah. I, I want to jump in with one very quick thing because we, we had arguing we had different definitions of what was released and so on. And I want to point something out. We were talking about how it's a live service. They're going to get to a point where they say, all right, this is good enough. Now we're just going to start piling more content and stuff in. Um, mm. I covered this a few shows ago, so I'm not going to go through it in full detail. But the 2018 CitizenCon closing panel is called The Road to Release. It's not a mm. panel. It's a presentation. Mm. And it's Chris Roberts walking through the 12 pillars that he doesn't say the word minimum viable product, but he says it in other words, mm. the 12 pillars for what is the minimum viable product. We are currently at nine of 12 having representation in the game. Um, 317 changes that a little bit. It's hard to, it's uh, complicated, but what's missing is orgs, full persistence and server meshing. And they're going hard on two of those three. So we're getting closer to that point than people might be aware. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say on that. Um, are we ready to move on to the next thing? Or are we still going to chew on this? We, so, we, we, no, well, I, wanna... I, have, I have a question. Yes, yes, sir. A question. yes sir. So for, for those, because I've, I've only like relatively recently, like within the last year, been following Star Citizen more closely. Have they had like, because sometimes you hear that they have a, have a tendency to move the goalposts. Is, is that like, is, is there any merit in that at all? Because you could argue, I mean, if, if they're going to do that, you could think that they would say, oh, yeah, we set those, but we actually also want uh, three more pillars, and then they add three to it. I don't know if that's the case. I just, so that's why I'm... Sandy Roberts did a very... So, it, I, I'm a little reluctant to even reference this, but I, I, I love Sandy Roberts. She's amazing. She handled the marketing for CIG. She's now moved on and doing pursuing her acting career. <clears throat> she just recently did an interview with InfoRunners. Uh, and I am madly in love with Algareb. I think he's awesome. Execute 
was also there. Um, Sandy, they literally asked, what about moving the goalposts? What about feature creep with regard to Star Citizen? And her response from the inside, now this is Chris Roberts' wife and someone who has been integral to the project and inside from the very beginning. She said... There was feature creep as much as I think whatever, like 2015 or whatever, when they got to the point, she was more or less saying like at the very beginning of the project. But since then, there has not been. They have just been fleshing out and delivering sort of aspects of what they promised. I think people sometimes think there's... That's 100% true. There's sometimes people think there's feature creep when people just don't scale back... (laughs) what they promise they're going to do. Uh, I haven't seen feature creep since uh, since the base building stuff in about 20, uh, 2015. Yeah. So the okay. reason why Sandy... Yeah, the reason why Sandy was there is because she's friends with Algoreb. And, man, I fucking love that dude. He is good people. I fucking love Sandy. She is good people. Um, can I... I want to back up for something. And I want to apologize to Chig, who, you know, was so nice to come here tonight. And I've been drinking a lot. And then I started to, like, because I have a difference of opinion with him, I get all bullshitty and argumentative and whatever and get going. I want to go back for a second and give Chig a chance to, without interruption, really get into sort of his thoughts with regard to the Star Citizen stuff. Because maybe sometimes... I'm a little defensive, and I shouldn't be. Chig, please extrapolate on your thoughts with regard to... I think what you were saying was something along the lines of maybe Star Citizen won't ever happen or something, but like it's kind of a good thing to try, even if it's going to fail or something. I don't know. Chig? None of that is what I was really saying. I'm sorry. But no, you you did let me jump back in, and and I, I think I got my... Uh, the point I was trying to make. I mean, I don't bash Star Citizen. Mm-hmm. I own it. I've invested, like you said, the forty dollars minimum. I've, I've put more than that into the game and and everything else. And I I have no problem with Star Citizen. I I didn't think I'd be talking during the Star Citizen section at all. I just uh, my my opinion on Star Citizen is you were going this binary. It's pre-release. It's You'll have post-release, mm-hmm. and I don't. I I don't see that. I see Star Citizen as, and and this is a compliment to Star Citizen. It's mm. this paragon of game development where they keep yeah. pushing the envelope and they mm. keep they keep moving that goalpost farther. Where we need to do more. We need to do more, and it's mm. going to keep moving. And at the end of the day, it's it's semantics saying release versus alpha. They're collecting money for this game. Mm. It is a release game. They are making money. They are gathering, like you mentioned, $100 million they've generated in the last year or this year. I don't know. They're the on exact track, to, they're on track to this year. Yes. Yeah. So so they're, they're making a lot of money. They're pushing development forward. They're doing things that a lot of games aren't doing. So I don't, I think anybody who says, oh, this game will release next year. This game will release in five years, whatever. I 
hmm. honestly believe that Star Citizen is just going to keep pushing the envelope and keep pushing forward as long as they continue to bring money. Because if they switch to release, are they going to make a lot more money? I don't think so. They'll just... Uh, everybody already owns it who wants it yeah that's true but the um as elix pointed out they do have an they do have a timeline Mm. for when they stop with the caveats of it's an alpha and i think kai would be the first one to admit that that cig and particularly chris roberts does have a habit of trying to inhabit the gray area between Mm. the it's an alpha get out clause and it's ready to play invitation for more 100 percent yeah, so I, th- I think that. I, but I, where's I, that? I where's that line, Suv? Well, Elix just Elix just defined the line. The line is these twelve pillars, which are specific. Mm. The, the, the twelve, the, the, these these twelve pillar, pillars that they talked about, that they are specific, measurable things that they're making progress on, and it is it is reasonable to assume that they'll stick to those. And once those are all in the game, the the narrative around the game will change, and it will stop. The, and the it's an alpha disclaimers will disappear from the from the launcher mm. and uh, and and we might see it come to steam we might see yep. it come to other platforms all, the, mm. all that kind of thing being an outsider at that point that that happens the 12 pillars are achieved mm-hmm. and they decide all right this is ready for release what happens at that point honestly can i jump in here and say this is the the most if we're gonna take a moment to get really and holy shit, it's already ten eighteen. Let's yeah, wrap oh yeah. up Star Citizen soon. But the most problematic thing for me, and I'll I'll admit it openly, Chig. The problem that I see with Star Citizen in the future going forward isn't can they like are they gonna do it? I I think it's 80, 20, 70, 30, whatever. I think I'm very bullish on the fact that they're gonna do it. The thing that I find problematic for Star Citizen in the future, and I'm a Star Citizen fan, so please don't be mad at me for saying this if you're Star Citizen people out there, but I honestly, this is just the truth. Me as a person speaking the truth. For me, the part that I don't believe is where CIG says, when we release, we're going to stop selling ships. Man, that's a hard crack pipe to put down. Maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I don't have enough faith. But I seriously think, wait, what? You're going to stop selling ships? You're going to turn down $100 million a year? I'll believe that when I see it. I love Star Citizen. I love Chris Roberts, Sandy Roberts. I love fucking Disco Lando. I love the whole crew. John Crew. My man. But you're telling me you're going to put down the crack pipe and stop making just instant money off of whales? Eee, maybe, nah. maybe, maybe. I, 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 I well, don't know. Maybe. Let's shift the question I answered to Elix, who seems to be the in-house, you know, real Star Citizen expert. He, whoa, whoa, Is that whoa. He's one of three. He's one of three. Okay, one of three. Well, okay. one of the one who's here. Okay, Elix, so he, Elix, please one that's here. answer whatever it is that Chig's about to ask you. Well, no, I, I was asking when do you cross that line from when it becomes alpha to become becomes when they, release? When what, they tell what, you, when does that happen, and what does that mean to the game? 
So the the 12 pillars that I mentioned includes things like, you know, being able to walk around your ship, earning and doing missions and stuff, and basically just the core of the game, just the 12 pieces that are the fundamental concepts and features of the game, like persistence, um, being able to land your ship and earn money and stuff like that. Um, when that when they achieve those and stabilize them and everything they should be able to maybe not instantly like five minutes later but like six months or whatever they should be able to stabilize everything and get the economy to the point where they can do one final wipe and then say all right it's beta now and beta is essentially a soft release because it's going to be a very fuzzy period it's going to be a very fuzzy transition between beta and quote-unquote launch. And by that, I mean like 1.0, they take the beta tag off. Um, that could be like five years, and it might feel like we're basically playing a finished game a month in. Um, and they, they, they're just going to be keeping on adding more polishing things, bug fixing, adding more content. They have a ton of systems they have to pour into the game. Um but that's basically what we've been set up to believe is going to be the situation. Can I, Whether we see it exactly like that, your guess is as good as mine. But go is ahead. It, isn't a lot of this stuff, though, like old business model where you make a game, you put it together, you release it, people play that game, then you put out a new version of the game. And in a lot of modern games, I mean, Warcraft has been going on for, what, 20 years. Eve has been going on forever is you should be continually evolving your game, making it new, but, you know, keeping some persistence slowly. going forward. Slowly, absolutely. You you just continue to evolve the world. And that's what I feel Star Citizen is, is they're evolving it as they're going forward. They're getting all the pieces together, and they're moving forward so, with the game. And they've quit full wipes, haven't they? Can I? Well, let me no, hop in. no, let me, there, there will... There will definitely be ways, but go ahead, Kai. Let me hop in with two things. Number one, we gotta wrap this up fucking soon because we gotta get to the discussion topic. We're I'm sorry, like the late dangerous guy is forty three hours up. late. Number <laughs> He's two, extending the star citizen. Number yeah. two, I want to give a huge salute to Griffin Gaming RPG of the Soul Citizens uh community he is one of the two him and and uh fastcart fc are the two hosts of soul citizens you need to go to soul citizens on youtube subscribe go to soul citizens on twitch follow do the whatever the, there's like a thing where you give them like you do money thing do do that uh griff says Star Citizen will be like EVE Online, an ever-expanding and growing universe. Squadron 42 will be the revenue bringer because there are three games scheduled. A hundred percent. That is exactly it. There's going to be two games, Squadron 42, which is going to drop, and then is going to have like Squadron 42 chapter, like, Volume 1, which is chapters 1 through whatever. Volume 2, which is chapters X through X. Chapters 3, which is volume Y through Z. And Star Citizen. I honestly think that CIG is sort of... 
like trying to position themselves to make money off of selling their engine to other companies who want to make like it's star citizen but 18th century pirates it's star citizen but 14th century like mongols it's star citizen but i don't know 12th century aztecs whatever it's going to be they're going to sell the engine to other companies who want to just change the art assets and make the same game sort of but with different themes they're going to continue to upgrade and sell their game as a massive thing and when i say their game i mean both the single player game which is going to be the squadron 242 variant and the mmo which is going to be the star citizen variant then they're also going to have other aspects these guys are crafty as fuck they know how to make money they're going to sell other things that are like like various other marketing whatevers that are going to exist within the online sphere. They're going to make money off of people every which way they know how. And I'm okay with that. As we're about to discuss in this Elite Dangerous segment, discussion segment, I'm okay with you making money off of me. I just want you to give me value for my money. So, yeah. Huge salute to Griff. We love you, brother. All right. Is everybody okay? Please, God, tell me you're okay to move on to the discussion topic. Does anybody have anything else on I've, Star Citizen? There's still, there's still more it, Star Citizen stuff. That, that was one bullet point, Kai. Do it so we quickly. We got the first thing. Do so, it. So, yeah, I'm on it. So, next thing is we had ISC, Inside Star Citizen, and this week they devoted it to talking about the tools team. Um, Jared is devoted to covering every single department in the entire company and showcasing what they do so that he can communicate to the backers what the company does and how the, all the moving parts to create this game. And this week it was talking about the team that makes tools for the game developers. This is actually one of the most critical things in game development and possibly the tools team is the most important team in any game studio. Because if you don't have tools, the devs have to do everything by hand, stuff doesn't get done in time, and the game is crap. Not making any kind of comparisons to other games we might have talked about, I'm just saying that's a general thing. So, they cover two different tools. One's going to be really quick to talk about, the other is a little more complicated. The first one is the Mighty Bridge. This is by Turbulent Montreal, and it bridges the sandbox editor, like the editor sandbox that developers use for Star Citizen, with any external tool that they want, such as Houdini, and allows for basically effects preview directly in engine. So if a developer wants something in the editor, like they're building a station and they need a set of procedurally generated cables, they pull up the mighty bridge client inside the engine and say, I need a cable. Houdini knows how to make a cable. Here are the desired parameters for my cable. 
They push the button. Mighty Bridge sends the command to Houdini, which crunches the data and delivers it directly back through the data channel into Mighty Bridge and into the editor. And boom, there's some cables right there. The developer can then drag them around, move them around, place them how they want. This is two-way communication. So the game can send commands to Houdini and say, make this for me. And Houdini can say, hey, you want a cave. <clears throat> well, send, you know, editor, send me hand place objects within 50 meters of this point mm -hmm. so I can integrate them into the final result and they're properly integrated into the cave system that I generate for you. So it's bi-directional communication. This is this not only does it make everything automatic, it replaces the manual thing of having to say, you know, have five different tools open, saving files, exporting them, saving new versions, exporting them. And they're also future proofing it so that it can integrate support for any other app in the future. Mm -hmm. They want to integrate Blender. They just have to write a little utility that connects the Blender side into Mighty Bridge. They want to use, I don't know, MS Paint. They could do that if they really fucking wanted to. Mm -hmm. So that's the Mighty Bridge. It's pretty great. Um, the Cloud Test Launcher, this is a big deal, but it means nothing at all to players. It is a way of simulating player clients on the cloud for testing, and it runs them headlessly so there's no graphics rendering overhead. Um, since, it, you know, basically it's able to simulate arbitrary numbers of clients. They can have scriptable commands to make the players run around, take off in ships, go off to this or that location and generate relatively realistic loads instead of having to schedule a play test with 49 developers in the company. Um, what they originally were doing for automation, they actually had to have a bunch of machines that weren't being used, and then one developer goes and launches a game client on each one of them and then commands them with remote control and scripting. So this is way better than what they've done. Mm. So that was what was on ISC. Can't, let me just now, hop in for two seconds go. and say, the fucking, if, if you follow even slightly Star Citizen Development, that tools... ISC video or whatever, you have to see that. That shit was legit. That shit was like must watch, must see TV. Go ahead. Yeah, so that was ISC. Um, I actually have the link here. I'm just going to drop that in. The next thing was SCL today. I have not actually watched the entire SCL. I've only watched half of it because I ran out of time before the show started, but mm. whatever. There's a whole bunch of great info on it. Um, it's a little bit slow, but they're making sure everybody can talk. This week's Star Citizen Live, they were covering Gen 12 and the graphics situation with Ellie Brown, who is the director of graphics engineering, Jana Schneider, and Sylvan, the guy, CIG Sylvan, the one who's like, you know, the primary person in charge of doing, doing the Gen 12 and Vulcan conversion kind of thing. Um, there was a bunch of important information. I'm going to quickly cover it. The first thing is that there's a misconception that Vulcan is directly going to increase performance on the GPU itself. Um, that can happen, and I'll get to that in a second. But Gen 12 and Vulcan are both actually operating on the CPU. Because what they're doing is they're preparing the data to feed to the GPU. 
they're essentially the, the feeding mechanism before the bullet leaves the gun. They're, they put the bullet into the chamber. Um, the faster they can load bullets into the chamber, the faster the chamber can fire, basically. Um, Vulkan is a graphics API for communicating with the GPU, and Gen 12 is the CPU renderer. Now, here's the important thing, and this is something that they made very clear to talk about in the, the live stream, because there's a lot of community chatter of what they expect to happen. Gen 12 may not actually per increase performance for some people. If, you're, if the render thread on the CPU is not a bottleneck, it's not going to change anything when it suddenly gets twice as performant, because it wasn't the problem in the first place. Um, for some people, the GPU is the problem, and feeding the GPU harder doesn't help. It just chokes it harder. Um, but for a lot of people, the problem is the main thread, which is where it's running the core game logic, like the actual game itself. That is single-threaded, and that's usually the CPU bottleneck at this point. Um, the big thing is 317 made brushes, which are interactable objects like doors. Mm -hmm. Those are rendering on Gen 12 now. Yep. Um, existing effects like shadows and stuff, those are on Gen 12. They don't have characters, ships, transparency objects, and everything else. Um, but one last thing about this is that they mentioned that performance gains from Gen 12 and Vulcan are going to give them overhead for additional eye candy, like, eventually, ray tracing. Now... There's two very quick last things here. The first is that they put up a post. Oh, I'm also going to link the Star Citizen Live. They also put up a post called 317 Fueling Fortunes, Things to Do. And this is amazing. Oh, actually, I've got the thing out of I'll get to that in a second. I want to quickly talk about XGR first because Black Maze and Co. would absolutely love it. They have announced the 2952 Stanton Cup. We watched the trailer at the beginning of this segment before all of this. And it's real. The very first race is happening on the 28th of May. And all of the info is on the, on the XGR site. I'm going to drop a link to that in a second. They have prizes for the overall tournament, which is a Crusader C2, or if it's ready by then, the Anvil Liberator, and a custom keyboard and mouse pad. Second prize gets Origin 400i, and third gets a Miss Calais. They also have prizes for the first race, but I'm going to skip going on that. The, I'm going to drop a link to the XGR Discord. And basically, yeah, the XGR is doing great things. Black Maze and Co. have been hustling like mad, and there's lots of stuff, but we don't have much time to talk about it this week. Last but not least is 317 and the things to do post. And what they put in here, SIG put an actual checklist. And this is clearly aimed at people coming in on the free fly. And it's just, here's a bunch of things to do in the game. Like, this is an amazing post because it just says, here's what you can do in the game. You can do boxes. You can go mining. You can do hand mining, mining in ships. You can go bounty hunting, go to a hospital, set your regen point. You can do trading. You can do refueling if you get a starfarer. There's missions. There's exploration. There's stuff to find. You can do criminal stuff. And if you need help, there's the guide system. This post should have been posted the day that 317 went up, but this is fantastic.
So we've run out a lot most of the time for for Star Citizen, but if I can let if I can get Kai to let me get away with this very briefly, people briefly hint hint Astro very briefly. What are your experiences in 317? 317 is like great. Mm. Like FPS is up. Um, I've been having an absolute blast with the mining devices. Mm. I will admit that I haven't had a much time to look at all the other things in uh, in 317 yet, as I've just been looking at mining devices for like a week. <laughs> um, but so far, I'm really liking this patch. Yeah, a game where there's just too much to get to. Wow. Exactly. My experience has been pretty good. I had one mission that uh, I had I had one mission that uh, seemed bugged and I couldn't uh, I couldn't get to the mission marker, uh, but that may have been user error. Um, performance I haven't seen particularly great performance games, uh, but I've been playing on my laptop, which is a an integrated thirty seventy card, which is um, I think equivalent to about a twenty eighty or something. Um, and it's the first time I played on this laptop, so that might just be a difference in hardware. Uh, but I haven't been blown away by the performance games over my um, over my desktop, which had a 1070 Ti in it. Um, I I found I found everything else about the the patch pretty good. I've I've, I've been really enjoying it. Mm. I actually have seen the jump in FPS almost everywhere I go. I'm getting 10 to 15 FPS higher in Area 18, sometimes even higher than that everywhere, except for Lorville. Lorville, I get much lower frames than I ever have before. But hmm. all in all, it's been pretty stable. It's worked great. The river is amazing. 317 is really good. Hmm. For everything it changed, I'm surprised how stable it's been. Hmm. Yeah, about the river, Black Maze and, and XGR held a race on the river, and they actually had Will Hain, the guy who made the river, flying with them. But we don't have time to cover that. But yeah, river's pretty cool. We are going to get anybody else? deep yeah, into that right. next week. Hell yeah. Anybody else on 317 before you jump out of that? We're good on 317. We're good on Star Citizen. It is time to move on to the discussion topic. All right. Here it is. Wait, let me send a message real quick to Sword. I like our second discussion topic. Today. Yes, yes, did, yes, did, yes. We already do this. No, this is different. Jesus All right. Christ. No, this is different. <laughs> this is. I was too. Is that different? <laughs> This is, is, it, is it more, is all it, right. I'm going to mute mute all of you. There we go. Look, I just hit a button, and now you can't hear them. They can talk all they want, but you can't hear them. This is the discussion topic. Now, I want to make this clear, and I've made this clear beforehand. This is all positivity, brainstorming towards how to fix elite dangerous. This is not shitting on elite. This is not like nitpicking. This is brainstorming. This is positivity. I need to make this clear to everyone so there's no misunderstanding. Don't set your expectations based on this conversation. This is just us brainstorming. Don't expect this to happen. Spoiler alert, it won't. 
All right. To fix Elite Dangerous, here's what I would love to see. Number one. Okay, just just quickly. Uh, go can ahead. We, can, we, can, we define, can we define the parameters? Like, uh, Is this is this infinite money, infinite <laughs> developers? Like, what, what parameters are we working in? She, no, we can't. Because that's you're talking about if we start nitpicking every aspect of it, it's going to be 19 hours before we get out of here. i got to go to bed. <laughs> no, I've had a no, lot what? to drink. <laughs> I've had a lot. Hey, hey, hey. That dude's in Cambodia. Let him be. He can talk. (laughs) All right. All right. right. Look, I'll I'll assume that you mean. Only the Cambodian contingent gets to fucking peanut gallery this shit. Go ahead, Soof. No, no, I, I wondered what parameters we're setting. Like, it, it, are, are you saying, okay, what would you do to fix Elite Dangerous given their financial constraints and the team they currently have in place? Or are you saying, pie in the sky, what would you do to fix Elite Dangerous if they had infinite will, infinite money, infinite time? Pie in the I, sky. Pie in the <laughs> sky. Now what? <laughs> are we ready for me to proceed? Yeah, carry mm. on. All right. Here's what I'd like to see happen. Holy shit, I should not have been drinking this hard for the whole time. All right. You invited me. It it causes you to drink more. I apologize. Number one. And I want to give a shout out to Dig... God damn it. Just Dave GG. Make... Go check out Just Dave GG. He has a video today that was... Released today that was very interesting and has some of the points that that we are also sort of discussing here. But my my suggestion is this. Step one. Make Elite Dangerous Horizons the base of all of the code going forward. So that means that Elite Dangerous Horizons is the base game that everything is built on. Any other additions are optional. Now, what that means is those additions have certain aspects of the code that are included just when you, whether you buy it, don't buy it, whatever, it's just included. But the galaxy is based off of Horizons, and the code base going forward is based off of Horizons. I think they should make the game free to play. You will end up with 10 times as many players because free-to-play always gets that. Look at, if you if you need to question that, look at fucking Lost Ark. Free-to-play gets you a million players if you have a, a playable game. I think they should, going forward, keep the Horizons model and drop... Every six months or every year, you decide what's best for you. DLC content that they charge money for. And when I say charge money, I mean 15 to $20, 10 pounds, 12 quid, whatever. Work it out however you want. Eight euros. I don't know conversions. Fucking, I don't know how much it costs in Cambodian money. You're going to have to figure it out, Suve. But small updates that include playable content downloadable content (sighs) 
Did you lose time? No, I'm here. Oh. I'm just... Oh, okay. I, I, I sighed, and then I'm about to try to push in. I'm trying to go forward with all optimism. Those contents should include several things. Number one, it should include a bespoke mission arc, a la Wing Commander back in the day. Here's 30 or 40 missions, and... Believe me when I say that making 30 or 40 missions for their devs using the initial, like the existing, pre-existing mission tools, but just a small story arc that might take players a week to play through or 10, 12 hours to play through, depending on how dedicated they are. At the end of that story arc, so you have a story arc that's playable. You have... A reward for that story arc, which is an asset. That asset could be a new ship, a new SRV, a new something. You have a game loop, a thing that is added, which is like, what if, what if, for example, they were to add in, hey, here is ship interiors for like three Imperial ships, or three Alliance ships, or three Federation ships. <clears throat> what if they were to add in <clears throat> sort of FPS mining, like hand mining, like on a planet with a mining laser, the way that Star Citizen does it mining, or FPS science, some plant scanning, the way they backed out of it because it was like, oh, their idea was shit and then they were just like we won't do it no make a good one salvaging fps salvaging you're running around on a planet and you're fucking digging through a wrecked ship and you're trying to grab a thing some new srv type that and some new thing some new game loop that goes with that srv type whether it be srv mining or srv salvaging or srv science of some kind <clears throat> some new what if you went to a thargoid location and it was hey man you know how you see those little like it's like an arch and it looks like hey that's a doorway but you there's no way to get in there you type in a code you get in there there's 10 20 30 rooms down there there's a mission there's a puzzle there's a thing to do uh thargoid bases there's you know those crashed thargoid mothership things that are there that we're not supposed to know our mothership see there's a thing to do hey <clears throat> there's some new marlinist storyline that ends with some political something some something some loop some whatever so each of these small discrete modules would include as i said a finite amount of missions that is super easy to use existing assets to make a storyline. An asset, a new ship, a new SRV, a new on-foot tool, a new something. They would include a new game loop, a new way to have a loop of activities. And lastly... <clears throat> Every last one of these should include a new proc gen item. Now, let me explain what I mean when I say proc gen item. Elite Dangerous has the best, well, tied for the best flight model. 
but it has the absolute undisputable best Galaxy model in the history of video games. The only Galaxy model that's as good as or better than Elite Dangerous is, is uh, what is it? Uh, Galaxy Engineer, Space Engineer, not Space What is it called? Gal- uh, Space Engineer. Space, space engine. engineer. Space, not space, space engineer, yes. space engine. Space engine is as good as Elite's galaxy model, but it's not a game. It's just move a camera through a galaxy, blah. Yeah. So if they were to use, David Braben did a, te- like, I'm not even fucking joking. This dude did a TED talk on why Proc Gen is amazing and then didn't bother to put it in his game. Take... Your amazing vaunted galaxy model, which no shit is better than Star Citizen will ever be, is better than any other game that I can think of will ever be. Take that and put shit in it. Now, the special course of 20 missions, you only get that if you buy the the update. You spend the $20. The special asset, which is the ship that you get from unlocking from doing the 20 missions, you only get that if you spend the $20. The other two things, the game loop, i.e. we've added internal, like, like, like ship interiors for these five ships, or we've added FPS fucking mining or we've added fps science or fps salvaging real salvaging not go to a place and open the locker but real some mini game some salvaging some real plant scanning the way you had before you backed out and didn't do it but like make it good don't make it shit uh some real like landing on an asteroid whatever that those are the two things that part of it everyone gets whether they buy the upgrade or not the other thing is the adding a proc gen asset to the entire galaxy. So what I'm let me clarify that. What I mean is there's a new rock that glows and has some value. Then you mine it and it has a whatever. There's a new plant that has some special whatever. There's a new alien wreckage or alien like ruins or a thing of a thing. Right? So the two things that you only get if you pay the money is I get the mission arc and I get the ship or asset that comes with it. The two things that everyone gets, it's in the code base that everyone gets, whether they pay or not, is I get the upgrades to Proc Gen through the universe and I get the upgrades to a game loop that now exists in the game. So that. Elite Dangerous only has to maintain one code base going forward. That code base is Elite Dangerous Horizons. Odyssey is not a code base that has to be maintained for everyone. It's an add-on that you can choose to use or not. Every six months or year, they put out a new thing. And it's two tracks of things that you only get if you pay the money and two tracks of things that everyone gets no matter what. And the separator there is that they only have to maintain one code base. You make the game free to play so that 10 times as many people as currently play the game come into it. You make a splash 
by putting out new shit every six months or a year. Now, we as players have been ragging on Elite fairly regularly for the last year or longer. Year-ish. Or longer. And we've been saying, you haven't done enough for us, Frontier. I think it's unfair for us to just simply look at it from our viewpoint and not look at it from the company's viewpoint. Frontier is looking at it from the viewpoint of, you fuckers haven't paid us money in a while and you're expecting more free shit. I think it's healthy from our standpoint. Chig pointed out earlier, we have disposable income. We're not 12-year-olds. We're old fucking hodas dads with money. I, for one, would not blink at giving them 15 to $20 every six months if they were to give us good shit for it. Now, let me point out one last thing before I cede the floor to my distinguished guests. Honestly, I think Elite Dangerous Odyssey is dog shit. Not because it doesn't run well. They've done a lot to make it better. Not because it doesn't isn't isn't optimized. They've done a decent amount to optimize it. Spoiler alert, they could do more. But the reason why I think Elite Dangerous Odyssey is dog shit is because it has no soul. It literally is run around on foot in places to do massive amounts of over ball ache engineering so that you can get a good suit. And once you've done that, there's no there there. They took out the actual ship or, or, or plant scanning whatever. And that process, let's be honest, was dog shit even before they did that. There's no real science behind salvaging. It's you show up to a point place, there's some people, you shoot them in the head in a circa 2003 passable FPS game, looter shooter, and you then open, cut open a box that's the size of a lunchbox and click on two things and move on to the next location. There's, you know, do the frontier flop where you get to a place where there's a drop, you cut open the things, you loot them, you log out, you log in, you cut open the things, you loot them, you log out, you log in, then you covet up the things and you loot them, you log out, you log in. I'm going to vomit. What I would like to see is frontier put in cool, interesting little loops, mini games, whatever. Odyssey, let's be honest, those people that want to shit on Odyssey, Odyssey is fucking amazing if you put heart into it. If they had taken what they put into Odyssey and added ship interiors, added real plant scanning stuff, added real salvaging stuff, Odyssey would be fucking amazing. And I think that by doing this, by selling little modules every six months or a year for 15, 20 bucks, 10 quid, 12 quid, whatever, figure it out, whereby you add science, you add whatever, you know, you add like salvaging, you add anything other than an 
a, a, a very passable, very midshipman, not exciting, but not shit, looter shooter circa 2003. But people that play looter shooters don't want it because you also have to do an MMO grind of like collect 10,000 pieces of blah to unlock this engineer. If they were to go through it and remove a lot of the 80% of the grind, put in aspects where you could do cool stuff, charge us money so that we can pay you to give us what we want. Oh, and by the way, maybe that means a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, we get the module that has, this has water worlds and, and a submarine a la Nomansky. This has a fucking volcano world with lava and whatever. This has... A uh, fucking, you know, uh, uh, a plant or an earth-like world with plants and like a jungle and whatever. Holy fuck. Shut up and take my money. I will gladly give you money. And what I'm suggesting is a model similar to, what is it called? Galactica? Whatever the fuck that game, imp, imp, not Empire. Imperium. Empyrean, whatever, the game where they have like 15 different upgrades that are 10, 12 bucks each, where they just maintain the one main code base, and then you download for pay the optional whatever. I'm not talking about, hey, there's a subscription where you have to pay every month. I'm talking about once or twice a year they release a module if you're into this one you pay for it if you're not you don't you skip it it's one main code base but we pay them money to keep adding to the game why don't we go through the list start with maybe chig move on from there what do you think they should do to sort of make the game great add on to that change it argue whatever Chick? All right, I know. No, I, you you were on quite the quite the rampage there. So I I was I was focused on what you were talking about. I, I I'm gonna be for uh, to keep this limited. I, I'll go on my list of things here. I'm gonna go for the CQC side of things to draw people in. Let's improve CQC. It's fun, it doesn't cost anything, and people can blast their way to becoming a real pilot, you know, with six degrees of blah, blah, blah. This is what they need to do to fix CQC and draw people in. To, it, it could, if it worked properly, be... Uh, I don't know. It could be the thing that draws people in because you play it and then you enter the universe from there. So A, first off, offer arcs for playing CQC. Second, tie it to BGS. Third, reduce the amount of experience to get to elite. That right now I think is one of the biggest things that, you know, a lot of people just chase their elite ranks. Cut that, cut the XP to a third and people will do that. Then there's gameplay options and stuff, but at the end of the day, just make it more inviting, bring more people in, and you're good. I'm going to cut it off there because there are going to be a ton of opinions after this, and we know uh, a lot of us have a lot of freaking hours in this game. 
and you guys jump in that. I'm known as the CQC guy, well, and the cheese guy, whatever. Just move on. So I would love uh, to good. see, I would love to see a module that was focused on CQC. I would love to see a module that's focused on crime and punishment. I would love to see a module that's focused on Thargoid hunting. All of this. Uh, Suv, why don't you hop in and then tweak next? Go for it. Uh, all right. So I think, uh, I think broadly there are two things that Frontier could do to fix uh, Elite Dangerous. Um, they are, uh, the first is bring Odyssey in line with the base game in terms of philosophy, sophistication, internal consistency, um, and verisimilitude. And the second one is uh, honesty. I think the very first thing, if I took over Frontier Developments, uh, if I, or if I took over Elite Interest, the very, very first thing that would need to be done is uh, David Braben would need to do a post or a video, uh, basically updating all the players of what is possible in the present and future of Elite Dangerous versus what is no longer plausible in the light and context of the commitments he made during the Kickstarter. Um, the, the big, big problem with, uh, and why I don't consider Frontier, well, why I think that Frontier are bad actors when it comes to um, sort of customer communication is that they make commitments and promise things in order to solicit quite large sums of money from people like me, and then quietly pretended they never made those commitments. Um, they said that we would be able to land on atmospheric worlds and get out of our ships and chase big dinosaurs around. And they said that we would be able to stow away on each other's ships and have zero G combat in the corridors and all that sort of thing. This isn't, I'm not inserting my wishes here. These are things that they said would happen unconditionally. This is, these, these are in the future. Come and join us were his words. Give, give us hundreds of pounds. And this is what is in the game's future. It's not in the game's future. It's not; it, those things aren't possible. It's become increasingly clear to me over the years that the that the game architecture architecture treats your ship as your avatar, and therefore there is no mechanical way you can traverse the ships in flight. Or, or you know, it, it possibly possibly if they you, you might be able to traverse them in a limited way if they swap the assets out and you're in a dock or something. But the the vision that they gave us at, at, during the Kickstarter uh, when they asked for um, funding, which transformed the company for what it's worth. Mm. Just isn't mechanically possible, I don't believe. Mm. Um, so I would love to see a post of that honesty, just aimed at people like me saying, "We said this, we've discovered this. This is no longer possible. Sorry for what it's worth. We hope you've enjoyed it anyway. But this is what is possible in the future of the game. Mm. Success dependent." Um, secondly, Odyssey is not elite dangerous. It is. It's, it, it's not. It feels like it superficially, but the team that made it are clearly no, nobody is the same. The, 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 it, it it doesn't pay enough attention to the stellar forge it's not informed enough by the by the background simulation um the the design philosophies that inform things like the puzzles and the uh the progression and the suits and the environments just aren't the same um mm. there is no reason why the concourses need to be identical everywhere in the galaxy the, the ship exteriors are representative of their allegiance and economy the ship interior like, sorry sorry the the dock interiors are representative mm. of the economy there is no reason that the concourses need to be identical except for a simple post-processing filter applied. Mm. The, concourse, the first, first thing, um, the concourses need to be, if you, get, if, you dis, if you disembark in an imperial station, you should be greeted by people in robes being very pretentious and, uh, and arrogant. If you disembark in a federal station, it should be like Blade Runner. Um, if you disembark in uh, the Alliance, it should be, I don't know, like the, like the EU. Um, 
like the, the, these are there's there's no the codex is full of this stuff there's no reason beyond ignorance that um that these these things weren't adhered to when odyssey was designed it's just further evidence that nobody on the odyssey team actually knew anything about the game before they before they joined i completely um, the shoebox outpost stations mm-hmm. need to be true zero gravity <laughs> environments there's mm-hmm. absolutely no fucking point having all the space stations true to um academic models of what living in space would be like mm-hmm. with careful thought centrifugal force their, gravity yeah 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 careful thought put into their rate of spin and the radius mm-hmm. of their arms all that sort of thing to mm-hmm. then have the shoebox state um shoebox stations which don't rotate ostensibly being subject to to one g a comfortable one g of gravity mm-hmm. you just torpedoed your internal consistency right there there's no reason for that beyond laziness um little things like letting you choose your ship from the elevator rather than once you get in your ship which mm-hmm. is just simple little oversights that are evidence that odyssey wasn't wasn't doesn't mesh well with the game, completely. game from a design perspective um atmospheric flight why is there no atmospheric flight model why is it literally just a sky color this is a game so, all about all about the flight model why isn't there a why doesn't the flight model change so, when you enter the atmospheres so sovereign um, so can i i Go i i 100% agree that all of these should be modules that that there should be a module that fixes this and that and the other i want to gently remind you that the premise of this section is to positively like not tear down what they didn't do, but suggest what they could do in a positive manner. Okay. Okay. So, all right. In in a positive manner with everybody smiling, loving going to work, loving all the encouragement and free pizza (laughs) that they're sent by, by, uh, uh, by By well-meaning and grateful players. By the, the Hutton Orbital. Yes. yes. Yeah. I. I would love to see these things positively. Done. I. I so agree with you. I think. Like it was made by the elite dangerous. I. I think a module. I think that. So, so like all joking aside, I literally one hundred percent agree with you, Suv. There's a lot of things that should be fixed. I think the base model should be Horizons, not Odysseys. I think that forever, the galaxy model that includes mountain everest that includes pomesh that includes the crystal forest should be there for everyone i think people should be able to log into the prettier but tiley and less scientifically accurate planets of odyssey should be there if they choose to but everyone should forever have the possibility of logging into those and i think that if they were to pull a nomansky where they were like this one's about shoebox stations this module upgrades the shoebox stations and adds some story bullshit and some whatever but also fixes the glaringly obvious you're entirely right lack of zero g it all of the drinks should go from open glasses at the bar to the little squeezy pouches that we all got used to seeing in the expanse all of the the trash and the shoe boxes should be or like the pizza boxes should be picked up off the floor because it's a zero g station or if not picked up off the floor should be floating around in a really weird and unsettling way i agree with you in everything that you said I'm just pointing out that we're trying to do this in a positive manner. But you're a thousand percent right in everything that you said. And um, the last thing would be the ahead. last thing would be dedicating resources to rolling back the tiling. I 100 percent agree. The, the, the procedural the, the, the procedural planets were great. There's there's they, they were a source of endless community enthusiasm and uh, and the joy of discovering outliers was real. 
Hundred um, percent. Tiling needs to, needs to be rolled back, and just because it's hard doesn't mean they shouldn't do it. Hundred percent agree. Tweaked. What would you like to see added to Elite? Let's mega make Elite great again. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do it from a little bit detail, but mostly a broader stroke. I agree with most everything. So I don't hate Odyssey the way most of you people are right now. Odyssey. We needed to get out on our legs in this game. I was so yeah, tired of looking at a menu for my thousands and thousands of hours. Mm, mm. If I could fix Odyssey right now, if I could fix Elite right now, I don't wait until the update in November. I, with the update in May or the one in August, I put on these screens. You go into these stations and you have all these advertisements around. I have some kind of an emergency broadcast where there's a news footage of a reporter of a settlement worker getting dragged into the dark or something yes and then and then the on foot thargoid war begins yes that gets players in right now then in six months or a year whatever it takes you release a dlc that gives you ship interiors yes it doesn't have to be the level of detail that star citizen has but get rid of that blue circle to load into the 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 to roofie me to get into my ship let me walk up the ramp let me walk up the yes. ladder let me yes. go up an elevator yes that opens up science you can go out collect things while you're exploring and take it back into your lab and do some kind of mini game that opens up derelict freighters to go do some first person shooter stuff yes while I'm at it, I'm going to pay somebody modern days that knows how to do FPS gunplay, and I'm going to have them fix that because it's fun, and those NPCs can be Terminators, but the gunplay is atrocious. Hell yeah. You do that, and then you add <coughs> atmospheric landings another year or two down the road, and you charge 40 bucks for that one because we would all pay that. We would all pay it if you gave us ship interiors, and then you gave us atmospheric landings. Ship interiors also will bring in endless customization. That mm -hmm. we could buy, you know, spend money on arcs to customize our ship interiors, which mm. would benefit FDev. Mm. You give me that stuff. Let me EVA to a derelict freighter and have aliens or thargoids crawling around the ceiling or whatever. <coughs> People are going to be excited. People are going to be playing the game, and it's back full fledged. FPS absolutely flush out the crime and punishment. Absolutely. Mm. Put more assets out there to mm. discover for the explorers. Mm. Make the game fun again. The plants that you have are meh, but add in some more actual in-depth science-y type gameplay. Holy shit, home run. The town, all of the settlements, the thousands of Procgen settlements that you have, they're like, okay, that's neat, but meh, I, whatever. Put interesting things in them and it's a home run. The walking around on foot and FPS gameplay is meh, but add in sciency FPS and and like minerally and plant scanny and salvagey and like tool mini game add in whatever home run. Odyssey, I I'm legit not even lying when I say this, and y'all know me, so you know that I'm not gonna fucking suck F Dev's dick for no reason. Odyssey is legit halfway to a home run. They just need to add in the pit, the bits that uses the building blocks they have and get to somewhere interesting, somewhere sciencey, somewhere elite. We fell in love because David Braben sold us on 
hey man, we bothered to put in the care and attention to detail to make the stations have centrifugal gravity. Hey man, we bothered to put in the idea of this is how that works because of this. This is how that works because of that. They're so close to having a home run. They just need to give it the care and attention it deserves. The care and attention that Elite Dangerous and Horizons had. The care and attention that they stopped giving this game when Beyond came out. And the care and attention that was clearly missing with Odyssey. Odyssey is a gorgeous supermodel with huge tits and no brains that you can't fucking talk to. Give it heart. Give it soul, and we will fall in love. Chig, what are your ideas? Chig went first. Oh, sorry, yeah, Roy. Hit Chig. I'm drunk. Roy, go. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I agree with, and and uh, I think it's great all these ideas that have come up so far. I I took a little different approach. Um. I <clears throat> imagined. Um. What if I was a consultant that was hired mm -hmm. by FDev and I had to give some suggestions about what they could do yes, to sir. make the game more fun with what they have in the time they have? Uh, and maybe even within the framework of the roadmap that's just been published. So that's what this list is. Um, it's in three sections. Uh, stability and optimization is one. Uh, new or modified content from existing assets is the second, and then there's a just for fun at the end. So under um, stability and optimization, and, and many of these are around the idea that um, we're not going to get a lot of the things that we hoped and dreamed of. And yeah, I was a Kickstarter backer uh, and an alpha uh, participant. Uh, a lot of that stuff ain't coming true. So what has supported this game, I think, is a lot of the... Um, and this is actually the point also that Boss Lady wanted to bring up if she were to have been able to come here. Community-driven activities, uh, yes. whether it's thousands of people or five people or three people, um, we make the game fun with our own shared headcanon and working within the constraints of the game. So a lot of the ideas I'm going to bring up are like, how do we enable that more? So mm -hmm. um, stability and optimization, the first one would simply be improve physical multi-crew stability. Um, I'm currently on an expedition. I've been trying to use this, and it kind of fails at the worst moments. It's mm -hmm. a kind of thing that you could, you know, reduce friction in having fun, making that work better. And it seems to be right down the middle of something they're supposed to fix as a part of the roadmap. Um, the second thing would be, uh, and this is kind of a longstanding one, I think, is allow multi-crew plus <laughs> being in a wing to occur together. Um, yes. There's been a number of times that just that just kills the fun when you mm. realize, oh yeah, this person's here, that person's there. If these two things worked together, we could have fun with that. Um, along that same line, how about allowing more crew piloted ship launched fighters to be launched at the same time? Mm. You know, that could be more hijinks, more team fun. Hell yeah. Um, or multi-crew, real multi-crew, like things that you do within it. Not, hey, I got an extra pit, but like you're doing a thing like you know, yeah. you're doing a, a, totally. a valuable job. Yeah, yeah. So along that same line, tweak how multi 
multi-crew and teams work in exploration mm-hmm. so that at a minimum the attribution and credits are shared in all situations i i think like we're figuring this out on the expedition right now but i think it only works if you're actually either vol- virtual or physical uh, multi-crewing and then you're there at the moment that someone scans the planet there's lots of other times when you might be together on the surface or ones in the surface and ones in orbit like if if you could just be on a team with someone and exploring a system and not have to worry about who's getting the credit for what and if someone goes back before the other person now it's like lopsided that's like a bit of friction that takes away from team fun Mm. um and then maybe finally under optimization allow fleet carriers to route multiple jumps even if the jumps still need to be triggered manually just like ships so that seems to be something that could you know happen without a lot of new uh things under new or modified content from existing assets uh, many players really enjoy the game loop of designing and optimizing ship designs. Um, yes. So, like we have CGs that give unique ship modules, how about making unique versions of existing ships that use the existing artwork and models, but have different combinations of better and worse trade-offs in their performance specifications? We talked about this many shows ago in a slightly different way, but I think we were also saying like maybe they also look different. This would be like working within the assets that are already there. You could simply say, oh... Um, Professor Palin has made one that now this thing has a bigger class of FSD mountable in it. You know, razor lower the module classes of a, a frameshift drive or thrusters, distributors, uh, the size of optional internal slots, whatever. Uh, increase or decrease values for shield, hull, cooling, or mass lock factor. Make an mm-hmm. interdictor ship, whatever. Um, so that's that's again working within the engine. Um, we want a new ship. Release the Cobra Mark IV to everyone. Nope, can't um, do that. Legally speaking, can't do that. They made a promise, whatever. But make a new ship. There's nothing to stop them from Cobra, making a new ship. Release the Cobra Mark 4.1 to everyone. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, bump up, maybe bump up the class of the frameshift drive thrusters right. or both. That would get around the legal thing, too. Because wow. that ship, I mean, I've got that ship. I... I love it and hate it, and bumping up either one of those would make it a legally distinct ship and make people want it. Um, For explorers, I'd say throw some pennies in the pool. Yes. Explorers like to find the unknown. It's a big galaxy, and the unknown doesn't need to be much to satisfy our headcanon. Yes. Uh, Scatter some secret points of interest deep across the galaxy. Maybe it's a scavenger hunt. Make it mysterious. I don't care. Just tell me there's a chance that there's something out there. Uh, just a couple more ones here, and then I'll wrap this up. Sure. Um, remove the distance limit on ship-launched fighters from Ooh. their mothership. Ooh. And while and flying let them, them... Let them land, too. When the, yeah, while flying them, let us dismiss and recall the mothership like we do in SRVs. So, like, reusing that sort of code structure. Nice. Let us land the fighters on the ground and get in, in and out of them with the blue circle. Oh, yeah. Um, they would make awesome planetary exploration craft and racing ships. Let me let me, let me me hop in real quick and say... No, fucking get rid of that blue circle. Put a three-second fucking animation of you Anime calling animation. out. Yep. Yes, yes. yes. So, sorry. Good with that. Yep. No more circle. No fair. more. No more fair. roofies getting in and out of ships. Actually, <laughs> well, climb fair, out. Go ahead. I'm working within the self-imposed constraint of okay. just working with what I got. Fair. Um, and because I I would take it with the blue circle and being able to fly it and land it. Okay. And all the other stuff. True. Um, create. Uh, yeah, someone just, oh, Sash just mentioned in chat, the SLFs already have landing gear modeled. Yep. Right, so they wouldn't even have to re- start from scratch there. Mm-hmm. Um, for exploration, 
create more categories in the codex for attributing finding extremes of star and planet types like largest smallest hottest coolest farthest from the primary most bodies in a system largest rings like one of the things explorers go for is like put their name on something and right now the codex gets filled up it got filled up so fast because they just weren't imaginative enough i think in how many different ways they could give someone a uh, uh you know recognition for finding something uh, there's so much variety in in the stars and the bodies in this galaxy and that's their major asset mm -hmm. they could totally give people more credit for it and it would it would be like a gotta collect them all kind of thing and Hell yeah. i think drive a lot more exploration Hell yeah. and then finally in the just for fun category mm -hmm. let us launch srvs in space yes. let us launch srvs while in flight srvs driving around on a on a flight fleet carrier fuck yeah and and if we're yeah, gonna go that far let us disembark in space and let us disembark <laughs> while in flight even yeah. if it's janky and we die these are things that have been the source of all kinds of hijinks when people figure out how to bug their way into these things hell so, yes that's the just for fun not, that's my list not for nothing else but <laughs> hey man we got gas giants we got SLFs. How about an SLF that mines the gas giants? Now, before we go, get interrupted any further, it's like noon tomorrow for fucking Astro. Astro, please give us your list of, and, and take as long as you like, the list of things you want to fix Elite going forward. If you were tomorrow a 15% shareholder and David Braben was willing to do anything you fucking suggested, give me your long and in-depth list. Please go, sir. So I've taken a bit of a different approach um, because I've more looked at a, at not a specific things that I say we should fix this, we should fix that, mm -hmm. but more of a of a, of a broader methodology for how I would go about it. Yes, sir. Um, okay. So, 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 what I would, what I would probably do was I would say, okay, we we take all the existing game loops, mm -hmm. we write, we write each of them down on a little piece of paper. We write mining on one, and you might PVE combat and PVP combat and exploration and trading mm -hmm. and. You might write mining twice mm -hmm. because that's an awesome game loop. Mm -hmm. And then you put it all into a hat and then you draw two of them and then you say, okay, we now have two existing game loops in the game where we have all the assets, we have everything we need for these two to work. Can we bridge them together? Mm. Can we make something that's a hybrid between the two? So, so because the idea with this is that you take something that's already in the game mm -hmm. and you iterate on it. Mm -hmm. And you say, how can we how can we combine these two things to make something new? Um, and that means that it is it would be a it would be a cheap and it would be a, a relatively fast way to add new stuff into the game without having to spend a lot of time developing new game mechanics. Mm -hmm. Um it could if you for instance, let's say you take exploration and mining, mm -hmm. right? So that could be Something as simple as just saying there is now five or six new materials that you can go and mine, but these materials only spawn in specific sectors. We already have the sector uh, division of the galaxy. So it's only specific sectors these materials spawn. We have to go out there and 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 probably take a fleet <coughs> carrier so we can actually carry stuff back. Sit out there and mine this material, and once you're done. You have to fly your fleet carrier back to the bubble where you can then 
uh, can then sell that material, and that would obviously be a, a much more valuable material as, as depending on how far you need to travel, you're going to be spending a ton of tritium for, for actually traveling there, and, and that would be the whole exploration part of it, of going out there, finding some, some hotspots, maybe, I don't know if it should just be normal hotspots or how it should work, but, mm. but finding a good mining spot, because the problem is if it's static hotspots, then people find, like, this one's the closest to, to the bubble and everybody goes there and mine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so they, they, they should, maybe there should be coal mining so that if people have to go to different locations because otherwise one location is going to be depleted. Mm. So that, that could be a way to do do that. You could take two others. Um, I just like, okay, somewhat throw, uh, throw two gameplay loops. All right, anti-Xeno and cargo hauling. Anti-Xeno and cargo hauling. Okay, so 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 what could you do with that? So you, so so first thing I would do is say, okay, so what kind of cargo would you have that comes out of Thargoid? They drop the a bunch modules. of material. Yeah, yeah, they 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 bunch of they they, they drop a bunch of um, um of of uh, of materials. So. Uh, so let's say that you said, oh, the maybe not the Thargoid hearts, but maybe they now begin to drop another material. Meta alloys. Me, no, no some, something different. Okay. Something that's that's um, um, that's volatile. Let's say that the cargo, something that needs to be that needs to be shipped because it, if it if it uh, Thargoid eggs. Thargoid eggs. Yeah, exactly. You have Thargoid eggs, and they need to be stored in special containers, hmm. and and so you need to transport them. <laughs> to a safe location um, after you kill the Thargoid. So you need to go kill the Thargoid, and then you need to have the required equipment to pick up these eggs, mm. transport them somewhere uh, a few hundred light years away, maybe, depending on, on where these... There could be some mega ships that takes them, mm. takes them in, and then you have to ferry them there, and you need to do it in a certain time frame. So you were forced to actually think about jump range into your NCC builds, and you also have to make room for cargo and maybe even collect Olympus. All of a sudden, your ship build is going to have to change drastically for for that gameplay. And all you really do is just you, you add a new item that spawns, and then you need to, to figure out how to make that thing <coughs> basically go bad after, like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes or something. Can something I... Like that. Let me give you one and let you run mm-hmm. with it and make my dick hard. Ready? Mm-hmm. Exploration... And mining, or exploration and cargo hauling, either one. Exploration and mining, we we, we, we did that with like okay, fair. deep deep space materials. Fair. And exploration and cargo hauling. Ooh. Um, you, you mentioned that that could be uh, that could be again. We we sometimes see these rumors pop up in the codex. So what if you heard rumors of hey? Um, there is this that we have. We we had this ship that was exploring this area. Mm. It had something really valuable cargo on board that we would really really like you to go and find. We know that it is in this general area. Mm. Um, so you send an explorer out. They they explore <laughs> around that area. They eventually find the ship. Mm. This would have to be a probably like a multi day mission where you get us and like okay, it's gonna be. In that system, within ten light years or twenty light years, or something like a relatively small area that can be searched in in, in a reasonable amount of time. Let me so throw go some... out. Oh, go ahead. Now, then, then eventually you, you you find set crashed ship, and you go, "Hey, cargo boxes scattered everywhere." You pick them up in your SRV, bring them board your ship, fly them back to uh, 
to to mission giver and and then you get paid and you should of course then get get compensated for the time you've spent this should i mean it's, it's no fun being set across the galaxy to pick up two boxes and then come home through mm-hmm. a true reward of two million um so so obviously the reward should should match the effort here let me throw something out there i mm-hmm. know don't tell anybody, but I know that Astro has recently got No Man's Sky. Um, in No Man's Sky, there's this derelict freighter thing. You come across an empty freighter, and it's almost like a mini haunted house. It's There's like scary monsters in there, but there's also loot to get. And mm, you yeah. get to the end, and you get all this stuff. Elite Dangerous has this amazing assets that are in there that are these uh, uh, generation ships. We now have on-foot capabilities. What if someone were to illegally land on a generation ship and go through a mini-adventure, a, a, a D&D module, or whatever you want to call it, where you had mm-hmm. to <clears throat> get to the end like A to B, every one of these generation ships is a fucking shit show of like, ah, there was aliens and ah, there was a signal and it made everyone nuts and they murdered each other. Ah, there was whatever. It's almost always ends in weird murder suicide cult. What if you went through a generation <laughs> ship that was like a fucking freaky haunted house? You loot random things that you find that are of massive value because they're super super rare you get out and you haul it back to wherever and then you come back again and every time you're fucking tempting fate because one of these days you're gonna roll a snake eyes and whatever the fuck the weird signal of insanity slash murder is gonna get you but until then you're making bank what do you think mm. I'd be great. yeah i like it I mean, we make mega ships already have interiors. And, yes, sir. And we've seen we've seen the frontier can can <coughs> can iterate upon the interiors and make them look slightly different. So if they made a an interior that that yeah that looked like uh, it would have been like a damaged ship, um, and then give you some some things you need to go and find in that space. I'm literally just picturing David Braben drinking really expensive scotch and and he's got like a two charts in front of him and he rolls two six-sided dice and he's like three and 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 four. Oh, we're going to do mining and xeno. We're going to do x and y. That'd be fucking amazing. You got anything else, Astro? That was uh that was my idea. Like yeah, is that roll two dice, pick two gameplay loops. And then just brainstorm how can we bridge these two together. Hell yeah. PvP needs love. PvP really needs yes. some kind Crime of and punishment. Fight. Crime and punishment needs a lot of work too. And PvP. You're oh, and I think those are two sort of two two yeah, sides of the same coin for sure. Yeah. I wanna I have an idea. Go ahead. I have an idea for for another show. Yes. Um, I think I think we should do a a celebrating all the best moments of Elite Dangerous uh, show. Where we talk about how great some of the things about it are. Like when do you remember how exciting it was when we were trying to when everybody was trying to work out what the what the Thargoid sensors did and we Hell were yeah. doing the sonogram stuff? And do you remember how haunt, like how terrifying it was the first time you got hyperdicted? So the um, guy how, how completely alien the Thargoids were. <laughs> 
So, um, so the, the guy who didn't like this happy elite <laughs> show is like, I'm pitching an idea for a different happy elite show. Let's go. Yes, I, I love it. I love it. I do love it. I love it. No, I just, I do love it. All right. Everyone, wait, 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 real quick, real quick, everyone. Down to Earth Astronomy, we love you. Go to bed, man. It's like noon tomorrow. We love you, brother. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you, Astro. Thanks for Thanks, having Astro. me. Chig, Chig, Thanks, please. Astro. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please, Chig. No, th this is what I've said is uh, he's gone. Astro's gone. But all right. <laughs> where, where I've gone with this grown act, everybody wants grown Thargoids, blah, blah, blah. The way that they sneak that in, like they did with high predictions, is the everybody who gets into Odyssey, you need to go reboot stations because mm. they're the power shut off, right? Mm -hmm. You need to go down yep. to the That's station. That's a mission that happens all the time. Power shut off. Yeah. Exactly. So what if you were in there and then the fucking Thargoid comes crawling up behind you like dude, alien? Alien, not alien. Yes, alien. Yes, it's that's the what I said. original alien. The you original show up, and you exactly, mm -hmm. and that's that would be the shit. That those are the perfect missions, and maybe they had that in mind prior. Mm. And I, I don't know, but that's what it's all about. Is just Bro. adding that intrigue, and it's a mission like that. Doesn't have to be the specific mission, but that is like the perfect mission to introduce that. Bro, you show up there. to turn on the fucking lights. You turn on the fucking generator, and you see a dude laying there with his chest burst open, and yep. you fucking hit, you You give him the Danny Glover, I'm too old for this shit line. I yep. am there for that. Oh yep. my God. Wolf, you've been silent through all of this. Throw in some ideas. I want to hear your stuff. I know you got good stuff. So, I I sat down over the past few days, and I had a good long think. And I went back to what is it that made me play Elite? Because... Comparatively, I'm a latecomer to this uh, entire franchise. I I never played the early stuff. I read about it a little bit, but you know, I I didn't really get interested in this until I was on a ski trip with a buddy, and he had his gaming laptop, and he was out in the far flung reaches of no goddamn where, somewhere out in the galaxy, just flying around looking at cool shit. And from that point, it was like, oh, I can fly a spaceship? Oh, this is not easy. Fuck yeah. Uh, this is really, really fun. Um, and then I started looking at, you know, what's all the different things to do? What's, what's the backstory here? Elite sold me on the lore. Hmm. They have the ability and have demonstrated it masterfully in the past to tell amazing stories. And a lot of them are unfinished. Mm. I would love to pay, you know, 10, 15, whatever it is, small, you know, <clears throat> lunch money for some sort of a mission set or whatnot that finishes out the old lore, introduces new lore. But a big thing that I want to see 
isn't so much, hey, we can, you, you, the thing dropped, and Cannon went out, or who, whatever group went out, and brute forced it, and if you want to do this, go here, go here, go here, do this, do that, blah, and instead of it taking whatever period of time, it can just be done and dusted, and it just feels hollow, knowing that that's the case. Hmm. Make it have some randomization. Make it so that you have to go to different places. There's not a there's not a set, you know, here's an almanac of things to go do. Here's your step-by-step cookbook. Like you have to go here, here's some information, figure it out. Don't make it so esoteric that you have to use audacity or whatever to grab a sound bite and then do spectrum analysis and look to see if there's, like, words in the sounds or something. No. Stop depending upon third-party stuff. Make the game playable from within itself to do neat shit. Mm. Tell the stories, and it would be awesome. Mm. The other big thing is this game is nothing without community. Mm. We have communities of players that have done many, many things, and unfortunately some of those have, have, you know, closed shop. When commanders band together to do something, it needs to be acknowledged, and it needs to be rewarded in some way, even if it's just putting a little scannable tourist beacon somewhere. And to those of you that know the history of everything that I've done in the game for a large community for the past well over a year, Mm -hmm. man, is it a ball kick just to be like, yep, you're doing a thing. There's a lot of you. You've done something unique that's never been done before. We give no acknowledgement whatsoever. Uh, Your efforts basically have been for naught other than for your own enjoyment, your own headcanon, blah. And that's Yikes. fine and dandy. Like, I enjoy the fact that, you know, I've been in, I've been involved with, and did a thing. But it would be so awesome if there was just a fucking scannable beacon somewhere. It can't take that much time and effort to put something in for a whole bunch of people got together and did a thing. It happened for... The distant world stuff, it's happened for multiples of other different things. Like, if there is a huge player get-together to do something, and, you know, it's not a trivial, you know, like, weekend thing, Mm. fucking say something about it. Make Acknowledge the fact that there are people doing stuff in your game. It makes the game feel alive. Hell yeah. I love it. I agree. Guys, it's like tomorrow... We got to end this fucking show. I want <clears throat> to give last call, you know, Roy, Chig, Wolf, Elix, Suve, Tweaked. You've heard everybody else's ideas. You've had, like, some people have spoke after you. Is there anything you want to add on to this before? Like, I think we came up with a bunch of interesting ideas. I think... That if Frontier were to implement these, and I want to make sure that we manage expectations. I'm not saying that this is anything that we're like, hey, Frontier's going to do this. I don't want you to get mad at Frontier on our behalf. You've got plenty enough reason without us. Like, just these ideas. 
is there anything in here that you were like, oh, yes, I want to add on to that before we go, before we say goodnight? Because I think, honestly, if these ideas, if, if, if half of these ideas, Roy had amazing ideas, Wolf had amazing ideas, Chig had amazing ideas, fucking Suv tweaked, and of course Astro, the idea of like just, you know, put two things in a hat, you know, fucking roll the dice. Let's see. Let's make this and this turn it into a loop. Uh, I also had some semi-decent ideas, but everybody else had way better ideas. Anything anybody want to say before we say goodnight to the beautiful people? Because it's like hour 17 of the show. Roy? Yeah. Uh, just that even if none of these ideas come true, I think them doing anything positive in the next year added to the community effort and the passion people have for the game. It's still going to be a fun to play in Hell various yeah. ways. Hell yeah. Wolf? I'm just glad everybody sat through, oh Jesus, three hours and 40 minutes of listening to our <laughs> drunken ramblings. Yeah. Oh, can I add one last yeah. thing? Remove the fucking grind. Figure it, like all the places where there's grind. Oh, you need to do this to get one shield booster. Fuck that. Do it once, unlock it, and then just pay credits. Whatever. <sighs> Uh, Chig, before we go, anything to add? Uh, uh, yeah, we fucking are a bunch of nerds. That's all I got. What's the cheese for tonight? <laughs> Give us a fucking cheese. Let's go cheese whiz because it's got the California whatever bullshit. Yeah. Don't listen to my other podcast, if you, whatever. If you eat cheese whiz, you'll catch cancer because oxygen causes cancer in lab uh, Yeah, You randomly get a birth defect. That's what I'm saying. Is I'm like almost 50 years old and I got a birth defect from can uh, jarred cheese, not canned cheese. Joke's jarred on cheese. you, he-man. I'm into that shit. Elix. Um, basically, what, what, I, what I really fell in love with Elite was just like the vast galaxy and exploring it and the thing that sticks out the most to me like you know you, you see some amazing things like two or three stars and you know it's set up when you drop in right between two stars and you start to cook and you really panic and all that the thing that stands out the most to me out of all of that from hundreds of hours of exploring was when i visited vy canis majoris Hell yeah. Big texture wise, it looks like any other star. Big fucking star. Texture wise, it just looks like a star, but it's massive. And the scale just makes you just, you just suddenly realize the actual scale that you're working at. You can scoop fuel at the orbital radius of Saturn. Yep. Hell yeah. Like you, you just look up and you're like, yeah, okay. And then you look at your, you know, like I'm scooping fuel. This thing's really fucking big. And then you look at the numbers and go, I'm how many light seconds away? Mm-hmm. What? You, you and then, then you turn around and you, the, the, you turn around and you blast away for 45 seconds. You stop and turn around. It looked like you moved 30 and you're at the orbital radius of Neptune. And it looks like you barely moved away from the star. If they could improve, like if they could just add more things in exploration and just, just jazz up what we've already got without reshuffling things just you know just changing your visuals and stuff without regenerating the whole galaxy again i would i'd be back i'd be like i just need to see what the galaxy looks like now i need to see what's changed because there was like for all the misgivings i have 
no other game has given me that experience. Hell yeah. You heard it here first, everybody. Elix says Elite Dangerous is the greatest game ever made bar none. Suv, go. Uh, I, I, love all the, I love all the ideas for features. I strongly feel that um, there's no point adding anything before, <laughs> before, before Odyssey is sort of brought into line with the philosophy and expertise of the uh, of the the game that existed from 2014 to 2017 i don't, I, don't, I think i think adding features with odyssey the way it is, is lipstick on a pig um but they're lovely ideas they're really great i i think that we would all be very wise to uh remember to stay in the, the realms of the possible and appreciate elite dangerous for what it is though literally souverine has become the most cynical person i've ever met <laughs> Which oh, hurts God. me. It hurts, it hurts me. It my hurts. favorite live radio personality was Souverine. It hurts. It hurts so he's, much. He, he's he's Captain Fucking Midlife Crisis, traveling the globe <laughs> to get away from people. Stop it, Suv. Stop it. <laughs> All right. So number one, Suv, we love you. Number two, we're sending you a hug. Number three, okay, Raxley, you were right. Uh, tweet. Yeah, much like Sue just said, I've I've kind of come to a I don't know what I would call it a, a a discovery over the last week or two, and I suddenly am able to appreciate Elite and Odyssey for what it is, mm. for its good points, and not for what I wish it was, and and, and pining for that, which was ruining my experience. Mm. Doing it that way, I think it actually act. I think it's actually good enough to be my number two game. I will obviously be playing star citizen far more than i will be playing elite but elite has creeped back up into my blood it's got me interested i want to get more Fuck involved yeah. in it and I, I just do i believe they're gonna make it better no i think it is what it is and I, if i treat it like that it's fun <laughs> enough i can immerse myself in the universe it's got a lot of great points fuck yeah tweak drag me with you because i so desperately want to love elite again all right, guys, we love you all. We're out. On the count of three, everybody say goodbye and uh, pick the language of your choice. Go. One, say three. Two, <laughs> you didn't count one, the three. One, two, three. Good night, beautiful people. Good night, All of you chose English, you unimaginative shits. Good night, everybody. Margle, 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 Margle. Somebody's a fucking player from back in the day. 